Hey everyone, and welcome back to the HLP. This will be the second to last intro that I do for this Carrion Crown podcast on the HLP feed. I am so excited for you guys to get into this. It is a long episode. It's an emotional one. I'm very proud of it, and I can't wait for you all to listen to it. Before we get into it, I can at least tell you one thing. These are the last combats. The episode after this is the epilogue and wrapping up story stuff, but this is the last combat of HLP Carrion Crown playthrough. I really hope you enjoy it. It was fantastic. And with that, I welcome you into episode 256. Not with a bang, but a whisper. Liquor and things that go boom, then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 256, the end. Oh my god. The last fight. Oh boy. It's a big one. Of the campaign. Oh Did you goodness. actually think we'll make it this far? I, I I always wanted to complete this campaign, but you know, when we started, there was like, you know, so many of these shows don't make it to the end. And I was like, well, if this doesn't pick up or we're not having fun or we have tech problems, we might not make it. And that would be a bummer. This is a very pleasant surprise that we're able to close out this campaign. I'm very excited for this. This is good. Yeah. I've never finished a campaign before, so. Yeah, I think you're the only one in the room that hasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I've never played. Well, you finished. Yeah. You finished Dead Sons. Yeah. You GM Dead Sons to completion. You never count Dead Sons. No, I don't. <laughs> no one counts their Dead Sons. <laughs> I don't count Dead Sons. Seems rude <laughs> to the to the effort you put in for like three years. I've never played a full campaign. Okay, you've never been a player in a full mm. campaign. That's fair. I've never GM'd a campaign to completion till this one. This is truly special. Yeah. This is very different from when we play our home games. It's just an, another level. So I think it's going to be really bittersweet to actually finish this one up. Yeah, it's not just like your personal character anymore. It's like a character that like a lot of people either root for or root against. And so yeah, I get it. It's different. It's hopefully different in a good way in some ways because it's like, you know, Five years of recording this every week, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like through COVID, over three hundred yeah. hours of content. You know, through COVID, through you guys moving, going remote. Like there were some, there were some times that it was like, oh, geez, this is going to be a challenge to make work, and we have. Yeah, don't count your chickens because you might TPK right at the end. <laughs> then it counts as an incomplete. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I count I that as finished. Counts as an IC. Yeah. <laughs> we start back. We'll start from right scratch. <laughs> you guys get a needs yep. improvement. Yep, DNF. <laughs> DNF, baby. <laughs> uh, well, this won't be the last episode unless you do TPK, in which case it will. So what's everybody drinking for the occasion? I myself am 
back to an old classic from the early days when I actually felt like celebrating. Uh, it's an Angel's Envy. I don't know. The milestones get like less and less. You know, 100 was like the most exciting thing in the world. And then 200 was exciting, but it, you know, it wasn't 100. And like our first 50 episodes, it was like, oh, or the first book we completed, it was like, oh my God. When you completed book five, it was like, cool. We did, we did another book, guys. We did it. <laughs> Things mm-hmm. got bleaker and bleaker as the campaign went. <laughs> it's like, yeah, real diminishing returns it's, on this a show. Less, a little less to celebrate, <laughs> you know? But I think we can. S- I won't celebrate too soon on my inevitable victory, but um, I'll have a sip of this and hopefully celebrate next episode. What? So if we do TPK, if huge, if what if, do we just not have an epilogue episode? <laughs> Is that just it? Or <laughs> you got a plan? I mean, there's going to be an epilogue for the world, right? You the know, epilogue like, episode isn't an hour and a half. <laughs> it's just like 15 minutes. Or the, epilogue, just... the epilogue will come at the end of this. Mm. If, if you guys TPK. All right. Well, I mean, huh. more, more time to drink, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't start planning a TPK just because you don't <laughs> for the rest of the day. We get to the top of the uh, Gale Spire. Matumbe swan dives off the edge. <laughs> Durin swan dives off the edge. <laughs> well, yeah. So, uh, Steve, what you drinking? That's a hams, Griffin. I'm going to be drinking hams through the end of this. However many episodes that's going to be. One or two. But I got a whole lot of hams ready to go. Uh, they're mostly the cool retro cans that Eric got, but I got a couple from the back of the fridge that are the like OG blue and gold cans that I was drinking for the first like 70% of this campaign before they started doing the retro stuff. So, uh, yeah, this is a little bit of a throwback beer, but uh, cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Brooks, what you got? I'm I'm finishing up the four pack of four giants. Super pleasure treasure. Um, so not changing it up and hopefully that, uh, holds true for us, uh, living, living on. Well, the pleasure treasure is the friends you made along the way. This campaign. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Emily, you got anything good? I do. I'm drinking another urban artifact, the gadget raspberry and blackberry fruit tart. I did not want to celebrate too early so if we make it out of this final fight i do have some wine to celebrate with for next episode i see steve's got about eight shots of malort sitting on the table so i assume that's to celebrate next episode too um actually no this is specifically for when characters die this episode oh so you're gonna gonna take a dinger when when somebody dies. Uh, yeah, unless like six people go down in a round, then uh, maybe I'll back off a little bit. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Just can't commit. Yeah. And Brooke said he'd match me dinger for dinger. So nice. Uh, I don't, I don't think I heard that. You weren't in the room. Oh, <laughs> it was earlier. Yeah. yeah. While you were gone, they were singing my dingling. My <laughs> yeah. While we were holding hands too. Yeah. Haley. I made myself, uh, an elderflower liqueur vodka and then um like a lemon lime mixer nice i also have that lemon lime mixer in water to hydrate smart yeah that's what i put in the chest i didn't fill the chalice with whiskey the chalice is filled with hydration water and the whiskey is on the side you're telling me that you didn't want like a liter and a half of 
Whiskey? Maybe so, next episode uh, if you kill my bad guys. We're <laughs> <laughs> really slurring through your epilogues. <laughs> yeah, we're, no! we're all excited. They're having a good time, Griff. Uh, hammered. <laughs> I guess, like, Igbert just goes back to the woods. <laughs> Yeah, you guys got it, right? <laughs> you guys you figure that out, right? <laughs> you know what happens there. Fill, fill in your own blanks. <laughs> well, hopefully that doesn't happen. So, when last we left our heroes, they made their way to Gallowspire and inspired the troops that had gathered to fight on their side. As they ascended towards the tower itself, they were attacked by Sicknavier, the Great Worm Umbral Dragon. That's the oldest age category, guys. And uh, Marogarth, the undead red dragon Revener. But with the power given to them by Phrasma, they were able to come out on top of that combat. However, below them, the armies clashed in the city of Adarak, led by the charge of Mikhail. And so that's where I want to go for a moment as the party licks their wounds from the dragon fight. The Knights of Last Wall, being the most seasoned combatants on the field, are the first to charge in. The forces are dwarfed by the forces of undead in this city. For every man, there are three, four undead creatures attacking them from all sides, but the Knights of Last Wall have tactics that have saved them against these odds before. Shield to shield and in phalanx formation, they wait for the hordes to approach them as they take them out and slowly move forward. The momentum begins to pick up as the knights are able to easily take out the zombies and skeletons on the outskirts of Adarak. And you hear this thumping charge from behind the Knights of Last Wall. As he said he would be in the vanguard, the Beast of Lepidstat charges to the front of the group. Now, spirits and other more powerful undead casters attempt to batter Larry with spells and with negative energy, and it all just washes over the flesh golem, immune to all of their abilities. He sets his sights on the vampire army in front of him and clears a path, swinging his ogre hook dangerously close to the Knights of Last Wall, but he's able to wield it with such ferocity that he's just knocking three, four component opponents to the side with each swing. His fury just crackling with this electricity as he moves forward. The knights are quick to follow, now emboldened by his resilience to the enemies in front of them. They make it about halfway into the city before they stall. The knights... Are, their forces are starting to dwindle here as they're just overwhelmed by sheer numbers. But Mikhail had discussed the tactics that the armies would use, and you hear a howl behind the Knights of Last Wall as from both sides of the phalanx, 
the walls of the Shutterwood charge through, creating an even bigger opening in the center of the city as they clash with the horrors of Adarak. You see now the body of Marigarth falls onto a house just past the combat. You see Rickmit, who is fighting at the front lines with the other wolves, but you can tell he's singing a song and it's inspiring the wolves behind him. You see Sabriza entangle the entire field of battle with her druid spells and lock many of the skeletons into position while the Knights of Lastfall are able to just cut them down. As this room has been made, Pavlos and Pals bring up the rear and Count Karamark and his flesh golem horses help to bring the siege engines to the edge of the city now. Pavlos continuing to cast these summons, bringing celestial companions into the battlefield to fight forward. What the group doesn't notice is that the undead have formed a flank around the back and they're the last ones to enter the city as the undead form around them. The Dom is firing five trebuchets at once, six ballista. They magically uh, enhance themselves and then fire into the city past the army and towards Gallowspire. The trebuchets nearly hitting the foundation of the tower. They're so close. As the undead form up on the siege engines, you see Mr. Serpent just start to hand-to-hand combat, tearing them apart. You see a turtle charge through, <laughs> through uh, these combatants, you know, lance drawn. It's a slow-ass charge. Um, <laughs> but he, he, you know, he skewers three zombies uh, and, and leaves them to the side. You see upon one of these siege engines, this, uh, this short gnome character begin to cast water out of the ground and the ground turns to mud, stopping a force of zombies in their tracks. Finally, with this position secured at the back, the vampires fly in in bat form and form themselves in front to face the forces of Lord Malaeus himself. At the front, you see Count Tyriac, you see Louvric Servage, you see Ramoska Archminos with bombs, throwing them into the center of the undead. And past them, you see this vampire in blood red armor with a shield that's got three screaming skulls across the front. He raises his sword and points at his enemies, his known enemies, Count Tyriac and Luvric, and his vampire spawn surround them. This, you know, 30 men to one, putting them out of commission. You then see a slight opening towards Lord Malaeus and Mikhail and several of the Knights of Last Wall charge upon him. As Mikhail reaches the vampire lord, 
a sickening swing looks like it's about to cut him in twain before you see an ogre hook come down on the sword as Larry grimaces and looks at him your Lyra's dead she saved me once and he shoulders into Lord Malaeus who just with the strength some ungodly strength throws Larry across several city blocks. He lands in a thump and a pile near Gallaspire now. This impressive show of strength has turned the Knights of Last Wall away, who are warily defending themselves. And then you just see. Several arrows pepper Lord Malaeus as he looks out into the crowd and sees two new vampires in his path. Yeah! Let's go. Rune and Quinley face down the ancient champion of the Whispering Tyrant, Lord Malaeus, vampire lord, stronger than potentially Luvric and Count Tyriac combined. He waves his thralls aside and stares daggers at the two of them before he begins to charge. And I need you all to roll for initiative. That is Rune Quinley and Lord Malaeus. Oh boy. This is gonna be so insane. Hey, what terrain would you call this? I guess urban. <laughs> That's Perfect. my favorite of my favorite terrains. <laughs> oh, poor initiative roll here. But as Lord Malaeus looks at Rune and Quinley, Quinley cuts eyes to Rune. Babe, if we make it out of this, it would make me the happiest newly formed vampire in the world. If you would accept my hand in an eternal marriage, a union that will last until the end of time. As we are undead creatures now, I give my heart to you. (laughs) (laughs) Rune, worried for her death, turns to him. Uh, Yes, absolutely. But we have to make it out of here. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Griff. Well, that resolves at an 18 for my initiative. An 18. Yeah. Okay. And also, he is wearing the invisible armor, so he's a, a blade in the dark. It's a blade in the dark. Would you like Rune's initiative? Sure. Add 20 to his. Nice. Ooh, 38. I've never had an initiative so high. That's fucking nuts. Well, I have a natural plus 24 in urban environments. Oh, hey. yeah. So I'm okay. normally a plus... 20, but it's 24 in urban environments. And I am in an urban environment. Uh, I, I can understand the excitement now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also get other bonuses to other things because I'm in an urban environment. In, environment. Uh, I also just, while we're getting uh, set up here, wanted to make sure everyone is aware of, like, the stuff that I have turned on because of my standard, like, kind of buffs, because we never talk about rune buffs. Uh, but she is uh, recently got freedom of movement, which she would be having 
passed on her and Gravity Bow, which these are all like minutes per level or higher type of spells that she would be having while in battle. And then um, she would already have at least one of her animal focus on and she would be having the turtle to start. She might change that, but that is what she would naturally just keep on. And the turtle gives a plus six to natural armor because they don't have bark skin. (laughs) Now remember, fast healing five. Okay. Well, Rune, who had just struck with a volley of arrows, is the first to act in this now empty alleyway, basically, in Adarak on the way to Gallowspire. That's right, because I'm best as fuck. All right, and Rune is, I mean, she's a ranged character, so she doesn't need to even move here. She's uh, ready, although... um, I wish I knew the best thing to use against this thing. I'm going to use silver arrows, I guess. You know he's a vampire. That's the best I got. Um, so with some silver arrows in my endless ammunition legendary bow. All right. Rune is just going to do a full round attack here. Uh, saw this coming. Yeah. And I'm also going to spend... Oh, no, I don't even have to do that. Wow. All right, cool. So I'm going to start just by attacking a lot. So I'm just going to roll it on here. Um, Oh, this is what I was going to do. This is what I kept trying to forget. Uh, A swift action ranger focus on this one. That gives me a plus eight to attack and plus eight to damage just to this guy. So that's good. Uh, So now I'm going to attack. And one fun thing that I picked up is many shots is now the first two of my arrows. Oh. And uh, guys, I just rolled a 20, a 19, a seven and a three for a 51, 50, 33 and 24 to attack. But those first two, the two many shots are a 20 and a 19. Oh my God. Which means both of those are critical threats. (laughs) Holy shit. So I'm gonna roll it. The first one. Uh, to confirm the first one, I've got a 36. That doesn't confirm. Okay. To confirm the second one, I got a 49. 49 does confirm. Now remember, when you crit with a many shot, you don't crit with both arrows. You crit with one arrow, and then you add the other arrow. Right. So um, I've got... Uh, did any of the other ones hit? None of the others hit. So I've got... Well, sorry, what was the middle one? You had a 50-something, a 50-something. I think like a 33. No, yeah, none of the others. Yeah, don't worry, I rolled really low. I like rolled really, really high and really low for the other ones. All right, cool. So I have one crit arrow and four regular arrows. You have three regular arrows and one crit arrow. Yeah, three regular arrows. Thank you. Okay. Holy crap, this was really intense. I'm going to roll them all, all three of the first ones to start. Mm-hmm. So that is uh, for the three regular arrows. That is 6d6 plus 72 uh, for 96 points of damage plus 11 points of fire damage. Okay. And then my critical, which I just multiply by three, right? No, you roll three dice. In first edition, you roll the dice three times. So that's now another 66 plus 72 for 93 points of damage plus another five points of fire. 
So that is a very, very large turn uh, to start out. Mm-hmm. And that is my turn. Strong opener. Nice. Okay. Quinley, you're up. All right. Quinley needs to get up to this creature. Unfortunately, it is more than 30 feet away from him. Uh, Rune and him are standing right next to each other. Or rather, Rune and Quinley are standing right next to each other. Uh, to be in striking distance of this creature, Quinley has to move 40 feet. So unfortunately, that's how I have to start this turn. Um, double moving up to threaten this creature. Unfortunately, I can't do a spring attack here because that's constrained to my movement, which is 30 feet. So getting up next to this creature, he gets up and then is going to use his trickster attack, which is called Surprise Strike. As a swift action, expending one use of mythic power to make a melee attack against a creature. Um, The creature is considered flat-footed, regardless of any class features or abilities it might have. And I add my tier to the attack roll. Quinley at this time is also invisible, so I don't know if it has true seeing or anything. Life. Well, no, you're not alive. Right. You don't have life sense on you. I'm so used to that on the... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I don't, you know, because when you're invisible or and you're invisible and attacking someone, uh, they are denied their decks, but that's part of being flat-footed, so I don't think that changes anything, but I do get the plus two. Yes. So I'm rolling at a plus 31 here. It did sound like he was pretty hard to hit. Um, uh, Quinley is also going to be using his rapier because I just want to hit, which has a much higher two hit than the longsword. See what I got here. Uh, 10 on the die. That's a 41. Because of your invisibility, you got him. Oh, yeah. Nice. Okay. Guys. Got a pretty impressive flat footed AC, too. <laughs> All right. Well. The blade from the dark. He doesn't even see it, like Quinley prophesized. You know, some might think this would be an opportune time to use my 66 of sneak attack. However, I will not be doing that. Instead, Quinley is going to be doing minimum 12 points of silver damage, but he took a rogue talent called distracting attack. So I'm foregoing the sneak attack damage to instead make Mr. Moleus flat-footed to rune until the beginning of my next turn. This is the teamwork. That is good teamwork. Okay. So you're invisible. Yes. I think he's still gonna... He's got blind fight. First, he's gonna swift action, channel negative... Because he can't see you, he can't exclude you, but you haven't been damaged. So oh, yeah, it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. Rune hasn't been damaged either. He would exclude Rune. So he heals some, um, and then he's going to full attack at your square using blind fight. Let's go. Hit point total low. Hopes up high. God <laughs> hopes up high, but hit down low. What's your AC? Uh, it is 30, but I'm invisible. Yeah. Okay. Good thing I sunk some points into UMD just in case I need to get some wand on you. Yeah. It's uh, above a 40, so I'll roll my percentile twice. 51 or higher will hit you. Mm Mm-hmm. 32. Good. 73, so that's going to be a hit. Shame. 30 points of damage. It's going to swing again. That is a 
37, which should hit you. Or would potentially hit you, right? Yep. 82. Does All the right. job. Thirty-six points of damage. Alright. Oh, Alright, that's a dirty forty. Alright. Let's see the percentiles. Let's go, baby. That's seventy-two. Mm. Ooh, baby. Rolling hot on these percentiles. 38 points of damage. Right. Still good. And Ooh, and then finally, uh, that'll miss your AC uh, on his final attack there. Then he gets a free attack with his shield. I uh, just need to survive the round, and I think I'm okay. Because so I've got plans. Here comes the shield. Yeah, 16 on the die will hit you. Um... Potentially. Let's check the percents, yeah. That is a nine. Okay. And a 56. Oh, oh come sorry, on. <laughs> so these skulls on the shield, you can tell this is a special shield. Yeah. And they begin to feast on you as you, uh, you know, your invisible form, you see like uh, vampiric blood start to spurt out of where Quinley sits. 34 points of damage as the shield bites into you. However, because you are no longer living, uh, he does the shield isn't able to drain the blood from you and feed it into Lord Malaeus. He is now going to take a five-foot step away from where he knows you are because he's sunk his sword in you <laughs> successfully several times. Uh, and it is Rune's turn. Okay. She just watched. Your fiance is not doing so hot. She just watched her new fiance <laughs> run up, do minimal damage, get shit house. Just not doing well. But he's set up for you. Free action. Everything I do for you, I do for you, babe. Here from across the battlefield. Free action, inspired moment by these words. <laughs> and this allows her a lot of things. Uh, this is my once per day ability. I can take an extra move or swift action, which is really critical because I have distant barrage, which means I could do two swift actions of my mythic to do two additional attacks. So I've got a lot of attacks coming. Do it. Uh, in addition, those two swifts will re remove and not uh, take into account, like they ignore all DR. So she's going to use two swift actions to do those and two points of mythic power to do those attacks at my highest bonus. Okay, and just make sure that the point of mythic power you're using to do the extra um, the extra rapid shot is not an action. It's not tied to any action, right? As a swift action, use one power for a ranged attack. Okay, so that's a swift action, and then you are using another point of mythic power to use another swift action. Nope. Free action from my ranger's ability that I got at level 11. Mm -hmm. Free action to do another move or swift. Okay. And so then it's what's an your inspired moment? It got that's what I don't have evasion because of this. <laughs> okay, then what's your other swift action? A second barrage. Okay. Yep. So that's our like Wait, so 
What's that say? It's ask swift action. You can expend one use of mythic power to make a ranged attack at your highest attack bonus. This is in addition to any other attacks you make this round. When making this attack, ignore the target's cover, concealment, other than total cover, and add your tier to the attack roll. Damage from this attack bypasses all damage reduction. So is this what you did last turn as well? No. Last time I just did a swift action to animal, or not animal focus, but focus on him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ranger's focus. And then you double rapid shot it. Which is only, that is because my mythic feat is just when making, this is just a feat. Oh, so when you make a rapid shot, you when yeah, When I make a many shot, when I make a full action attack using a bow and using many shot, you fire two arrows with both your first and second attacks instead of just your first. Gotcha. Yeah, so I've got a lot of like random. No, I was just making sure turning that on wasn't a thing. No, 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 it's not. That one's like... You have to turn on mythic power attack and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that is my one, like, mythic boosted feat, which is many shot. Because Rune's philosophy here is, if I hit it enough, it has to go down. So these first two attacks are the swift action mythic power, and they are the ones that actually um, do not... Uh, DR, they are bypass all DR. Yeah, all your attacks bypass is DR, so don't worry about it. Oh, perfect. Just got DR Silver. He's a vampire like you. So the first attack is a 47. Yep, you got him. For, you're attacking flat-footed. I understand. And then my second attack is 43. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll do damage for that. First one is going to be a total of 35 damage with six of that being fire. Mm-hmm. The next one's going to be 28 damage with one of that being fire. All right, we've kind of retconned his uh, channel at this point. Yep, and now she's going to actually full attack. So these will be at a plus 35, right? Because they don't take your mythic tier into account. Right, so these are all plus uh, 35, and every uh, critical automatically succeeds as a critical. I don't have, automatically confirms. So I rolled a four and a four for 239s for my first two. 239's done. Where are we? I'm hoping with level up. Meets beats on the flat. And then the next one is a 20 for a 50, so that'll automatically confirm. And then my last one is a 35. Yeah, 35 will. So I get two many shots off, basically, my first two. Barely, but I do. So the first two many shots, I've got 66 points of damage and then 61 points of damage and total of 10 points of fire between those two. And then my critical is 90 points of damage and one point of fire. One point of fire. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is enough to bring Lord Malaeus down. Yay! Uh, well done. No Barely, other. he had 70 hit points left. Holy <laughs> cow. Holy cow. So, uh, Rune pulling most of the weight, but Quinley, uh, <laughs> Quinley, Quinley getting, uh, guaranteeing the too many shots, which was Critical. Which was 130 points of damage. Yeah. Um, and keeping the heat off Rune. Yeah. That could close the distance, uh, maybe. I don't know. So, you know, Quinley, battered by the barrage of attacks, looks back and sees Rune just fire arrow after arrow into this guy. And he drops to a knee, and then he finally slumps forward. One of the arrows piercing his chest, that last critical, uh, acting like a stake in him, keeping him. Uh, his body, like from from turning to gas. Now I don't I don't need to know his full gear list, but does he got a ring on? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, 
Azrun uh, <laughs> fires the final shot that is the critical shot here. No one's taking my new fiance from me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and she'll run over to Quinley once he's he has down. two rings. Uh, one is a ring of freedom of movement, and the other is a ring of protection plus five. Uh, hey, babe, I think you need this one. And she puts the ring of protection plus five on Quinley. <laughs> and Hell she'll yeah. take the freedom of movement. That's a, that's a huge benefit. But yeah, he takes, he takes the, the freedom of movement off one and gets down on one knee once again and, and passes it over, puts it on her finger. <laughs> so romantic. She embraces yeah. the air that's bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, air that's bleeding, and there's like men dying around us, yeah. and, like yeah. corpses eating people. So romantic. Yeah. Um, it was pretty smart of uh, Quinley to propose after she figured, or he figured out that she was a part of a very powerful vampire family. He's <laughs> <laughs> marrying up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. She, she's like, I'll protect you, babe. I know, I know. <laughs> and so the the battle of Adarak continues towards Gallowspire as we return back to the party on the Nigul, uh, just having defeated. I guess you see Lord Malaeus die, and then like Signavier drops onto uh, you know ten story crumbling building and just destroys it. They're you know, a hundred plus foot long corpse just crushing anything in its area. Oh, wow. God, that was so cool. Yeah, he had like uh, 450 health. Yeah. Heavy. Rune took had. out a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe how powerful this was with how, again, it's all about if I can shoot enough arrows. Yeah, it's like he didn't have any like any means of deflection for you, so. Yeah, that would have absolutely crippled me. (laughs) As you lick your wounds on top of the Nigul, Rags Mauda would um, would approach the group of you. Uh, It looks like you took a beating uh, fighting off the two dragons. I do have one last trick up my sleeve if you want to be at full strength to fight whatever's up there. I mean, I, I ain't gonna say no to that. In, in fact, I, maybe maybe later if we survive, I'd like to know how you do this, whatever you're do- doing. Well, I've been researching for thousands of years, but uh, a person of my condition does not age. And so, my own demiplane has well different properties to the material plane. Time moves much faster there. Fast enough that I think you might be able to recover uh, and without giving um, our enemies too much of an advantage. Clever solution indeed, Ragsmauta. I think this is just what we need. All of us are still standing after that heroic fight, but at what cost our strength and our vitality have been sapped by the evil worms? Yes, I can help remove some of that that drain that we succumb to, but it's going to take almost all of my energy for today. Um, I don't want to go into battle without their energy, so uh, we've, this is going to be so helpful. Let's, let's go. And do be careful. The amount of time you spend in there 
will take a toll on your physical bodies when you return. I do not age, but you may when you return back. Worth it. Yeah. Worth it. Yep. Also, I'm pretty sure this is Tulia's idol at this point. (laughs) 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 The amount of cool things she has and can do. Deus Ex Rex Malta. So you enter her her demiplane, which is not a large demiplane at all. It's merely looks like a library and maybe a a lab or a workshop. Um, The demiplane is only really the size of like a house. But for every day that you spend in this demiplane, um, it only costs a minute of time on the material plane. Oh, so we can rest for eight hours? Mm-hmm. And, well, we're probably going to be in there for like 12 hours, which is like 30 seconds in the real time. Yeah. Huh, that's so cool. And we're really going to need that, too, to remove all of the strength drain that we're currently battling. Uska and Lyra are both going to have to use as many of their augmented mythic heals to act as restoration as well as all of the restorations that they do have prepared just to get us all back to a fighting shape. Um, you do remember Greg's Mouda's warning, though. This disparity in time doesn't come without a cost. For every day that you spend in there, you age 1d20 years. <laughs> oh! Wow. Okay. Yo, fucking Air Bear may die of old age. Air Bear doesn't have a lot of life to start with. Yeah. Yeah, what, we're, we're just that, gonna... What's that spell that allows you to not die of old age? Do we Actually, need to prepare it? might have that. You can, uh... We could have taken that as a mythic ability, I think. <laughs> I swear to God, yeah. There's yeah, one that's like, like you don't die of old age, yeah. or like yeah. you don't age or something. There's a, there's a wizard ability that does that too. And something else to come out of last fight. Uh, Ikmer and Airbear need to swap uh, headbands. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, the headband of flying agility is going to go to Airbear. While the broom is great... Uh, it's it's better it's better not to be used in this case. Hey, so like, what's everyone's ages? Her bear was pretty old already. I think all of my characters can take it on the chin pretty well. Durin's yeah, I mean, lifespan's like, fine. Matumbe, even if he ages seventy, I mean, to like sixty or seventy, he'll still be like on the end of middle age, old man, butting up against old man, and then. Sawyer's only like 30, so even if we do max out that 20, that would suck because that's a huge chunk of his life, but Yeah, I mean as with it. as with many like yeah. aging effects, you know, they can be reversed, but you just gotta weigh that on probably can't reverse it immediately. Yeah. Uh I mean, I don't know, maybe maybe you just uh wanna if you wanna hang out with uh hang out with Rags Matter and not come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just never come back. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, I mean, it's possible you only age one year. It is. It is possible. I'm just looking at rat folk 12 years old is adulthood. Yep, and he is 15. I, I think I, I know we're 
we are even minimalizing the one year, but like if you step back for a second and think about like, boy, if like somebody told me in real life that I was going to like lose a year off my life arbitrarily, that's tough. Mm-hmm. That's a lot, yeah. even if yeah. it is just one year for any of us. Well, I mean, you could you could almost compare it to the olden days when we just didn't have modern medicine or anything like that, and the the simple smallest the smallest diseases and daily struggles very well could be life ending. Yeah. All right, let's see how how bad's Tulia. Shouldn't matter at all for Tulish. Oh, she's fine. I just didn't know if I would even hit middle age. I was looking. (laughs) Lyra could hit middle age if it's like a high roll because she's a she's like a young adult right now. Uska should be fine. She has a pretty long lifespan. Yeah, Yangs are totally fine. They also have super long life uh, lifespans. Um, Ikmer, I think we've all established he's late teens. Yeah, he won't hit. Middle age. And say Eclipse is 51 and middle age is 100 for Yang, so I'm fine. Tulia is uh, 127, middle age is 175, she's fine. It's just, uh, just Air Bear that I'm worried about. Well, what's, I mean, what are his cutoffs? Ratfolk, 28 years is middle age. The old is 30 years. Venerable is 40. So you need to roll a 13 or above just to hit middle age. Yeah. Well, so at middle, because at middle age, what happens is you get a minus one to strength, dex, and con. Right. But a plus one to int, whiz, and charisma. Well, so uh, hopefully we roll low. Hey, do you feel like you have enough mythic power right now? You don't want to go in? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we're going to reset all of our abilities. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you're able to go in there and take a rest and, um, heal the drain presumably as long as you have the resources to do so um and rebuff okay so i'm gonna put on all of the same buffs that i always do let play in the works right but we need to know what favored enemy and the blessing of the hero we're gonna get yes so for favored enemy this time i think we should go with undead yes Yes. so that's what thank god my bane will be back and then I need to roll for the blessing. And there are some additional buffs that I would like to cast today as well. Ooh. Well, just remember, if you cast them in the demiplane, they will wear off when you leave. We'll cast them as soon as we get out. Out of the demiplane. <laughs> well, how about we just, how about we, you know, why don't, why don't everybody give me a d20 roll for each character you have? Yep. I'm glad these are my first rolls with these characters. Because <laughs> I got a one for Tulia and a two for Eclipse. <laughs> nice. Oh, I in the same, same boat as you are, Haley. Four years for Air Bear, six for Ikmer. Ikmer's not even out of teenage. I- <laughs> <laughs> Rolled pretty bad. Igbert immediately grows a beard. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so mine aren't aren't all quite as low as yours have been, but they're not really concerning. Uh, my lowest is Sawyer. I went from thirty to thirty-three. Uh, probably aren't going to even notice that. Kind of similar with Durin too. I was at one thirty-five. I went to one fifty-one with a high teens roll. 
not middle-aged for either of those, right? Right. And then Matumbe went from 45, I got a 12 on the die, to 57, which I, I haven't checked, but I still think is... Yeah, also, I read uh, Tulia's wrong. She was 147, so now she's 148. So I... Uh, Just got lapped by Durin. Yep. <laughs> Lyra is... She ages nine years, so she is now 33. And Uska again uh, is now 13 years older. Uska is... Ooh. She is, but also mixed like with dwarf. Yeah, dwarven she, ancestry as I well. I told her she has like the dwarf age ranges. Oh, so she should be good as a young, yeah. a young adult dwarf. Thirteen years shouldn't put her too far ahead. Nah, you, you, you are so good. When does middle age start for humans? Is it thirty-five? So you guys are oh, close. close, but not you there. Are close. Oh hell yeah, I'm not middle aged. What's what's the back end of it? It's thirty-five to what? Uh, thirty-five to seventy. Oh, I'm good then. Okay. <laughs> just 70 just squeaked in with Vitubin. Well, 70 is uh, venerable, and then it's 70 plus 2d20 years is how the max age. Hmm. How old is Vitubin? 57 now. You are now venerable, though. Or you're old. Sorry, old. 53 oh, we, is old. Oh, we skipped a step. Okay. So if you were middle-aged before, 53 is when you become old. Well, I'm old now. Uh, I don't know what that does yet. Old man. That Vitubin. does mean that you now get a minus 2 to strength, dex, and con, and a plus 1 to int, whiz, and charisma. You don't get a plus two. Yo, my int was a 29. This is a net benefit. Well, <laughs> I mean, losing no, a lot. No, it's not. Because at middle age, which you should have already been, mm-hmm. you're minus one to strength, dex, and condom, plus one to int, whiz, and charisma. At old age, it's minus two strength, dex, and con, so and plus one. So the int doesn't go up? It doesn't uh, look like it, oh. but you can see if I... Oh, dear. What am I going to do with these 15 extra skill points? No! Matumbe <laughs> has too many skills. Probably waste them on stuff you're not capped on. Hmm. Craft alchemy can go up a little bit. Uh, That's going to be useful. Yeah, I'm sure that'll be useful. Anything that doesn't already have 15 ranks is going to be going up. Knowledge nobles will take a nice little bump. We don't have to wait on me, guys. We can do other stuff. <laughs> so you emerge from Ragsmouth's demiplane just as the ship approaches the apex of Gallowspire. And as you're just kind of below the tower, Ragsmouth kind of steadies the ship alongside these bone colored stairs that go up the side of Gallowspire. Best not to show him that you're immediately here. Good luck. I'll help with the fight below as much as I can. I wait to see. Give me a signal or something and I can pick you up from the top of the tower. If you're still alive. Um, I think we can probably manage a signal if we're alive. Well, you can hear us from anywhere, so... Yeah, That's we'll, not we'll true. You just, you talk right in front of me like a bunch of idiots. <laughs> <laughs> if we are successful and we need you to come pick us up, I'll send a burst of radiance up high, high into the air. Okay. I'll try not to be blinded by it. <laughs> Before they take off, uh, Sawyer's going to talk to Anya a little bit and just say, We're going to need a ship to leave out on, and though I trust Rags to keep you out of trouble, it would make me feel a lot better 
if we had a friendly face over there just in case you're attacked again. We got rid of the dragons, but the Whispering Tyrant might have something else up his sleeve. And I want to make sure that we have a way out. Right. I wasn't expecting to go with you anyway. Just make sure you come back. I'm tired of you not coming back. Aww. Me too. And then they make out. (laughs) Ew. As you reach the apex of Gallowspire, you see electricity crackling through the air. Oh, and we still need to finish, finalize our buffs too. Okay. Finalize this. What do we got? For the blessing of the harrower, we get, uh, it is the star, which is the bonus to wisdom. And then in addition to the buffs that we have. That is such a good one, by the way. I don't know if you guys know the wisdom one is not just a bonus to wisdom. It's plus one to all saving throws. <gasps> so tight. So good. Not just yeah. a wisdom. It's in all saving throws. The tarot cards knew that we were going to need <laughs> a buff to saves. In addition to what was cast it, uh, for our previous combat, Lyra cast freedom of movement on Ikmer and Erbear to make sure that they are able to maneuver around the battlefield as needed. And Uska knows that this is a dire combat that we are entering into. And as a healer, if she goes down like she did in the last combat, she doesn't know if there will be somebody to bring her back up. So she takes a moment to pray to Desna and also Phrasma as she uses a point of her mythic power to set up a contingent channel. This is this is one of her mythic abilities and she sets the conditions for if she goes unconscious, she will use this channel, positive energy to heal and she will uh, exclude any non-allies from, from this channel. So if she goes down, a channel will go off. Now this does use one point of her mythic and also locks that channel. The channel's behind a paywall now. Yes. <laughs> so so she can't decide, oh, I don't want to use I don't want to use that contingency. I just want to use it. She can't do that. So one of them now is locked up. And then does anyone not have a keen weapon that would be critical for them to have a keen weapon? I would love to have a, a keen, keen sword for Sawyer. That would be dope. You will have 10 minutes per level keen sword from Eclipse keen edge spell. I'm doing all the same buffs that I did for the last combat, so go back and listen to the episode. Um, With the exception of I'm throwing a little spell resistance on Sawyer and Durin, as well as a true seeing on Sawyer. Yeah, I would also like to add a true seeing on Tulia. I believe that that sucks, but I think that's the right call for now. I would like it to be one of our, like, fighters, but that that is what it is. Eclipse can see because she has echolocation, but... And then I think as we go up as well, those of us with the... Or Uska with the minute version of Fly would also put Fly on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fly fly is for sure. <laughs> yep. They're better the same way. He's not going to start flying, but he is going to activate the headband. All three of my characters, same thing as last time. Yeah, as soon as we get off the fly abilities that are a minute long. Sure. 
As you reach the top of the stairs, lightning cracks from the churning gray clouds below the pitch black sky. Galaspire's roof beneath a massive crown of blades that casts dark shadows across its expanse. A wide round portal, shining silver metal, caps the roof, inscribed with arcane symbols and powerful magic wards. And you see a familiar figure standing in the middle of those wards. A Divian adressant greets you, sorted one hand, flask in another. Ah, my dear rivals, how quaint of you to venture all the way to Gallowspire, believing that your feeble attempts could challenge the might of my powers. It seems you've forgotten the fundamental truth of our world. Power belongs to those who possess the knowledge and the will to wield it. Look upon me, for I am the epitome of arcane supremacy. I stand as the embodiment of darkness, with the very forces of life and death bending to my whims. While you scurried around chasing after my plans like insignificant ants, I unraveled the mysteries of forbidden arts, delving into tomes that would drive ordinary minds to madness. <laughs> you dare challenge me, you fools. You can't comprehend the depths of my intellect, the vastness of my magical prowess. Your bravery is but a fleeting shadow, destined to be consumed by the all-encompassing darkness that emanates from this place. Your feeble attempt at resistance will be nothing more than a spectacle to amuse me before your inevitable demise. You may have taken my vessel to recreate the Whispering Tyrant and saved your dear Kendra in the process, but I will consume the Elixir in her stead. Then, with the power of Tarbafan coursing through me, I'll shape Galarian how I please and become a god in the process. You see, my dear adversaries, I'm not a villain. I did this out of boredom, that I may never find another intellect to match wits with my own. I merely rose through the ranks of the Whispering Way through force of mind and by having a plan to bring their beloved tyrant out of retirement. But don't despair, for your existence serves a purpose. I've allowed you to chase me thus far and molded you into perfect heroes to confront me. You shall be the tragic examples of what happens when hope is pitted against overwhelming despair. Your failure will echo through the annals of history as a testament to my unassailable might. So know this, your valiant quest ends here as I tear down the very fabric of your courage and reduce it to nothingness. Your defeat shall be swift, your deaths shall be undignified, and your names shall be forgotten amidst the whispers of eternal darkness. Prepare to face your worst nightmares, for I, a Divian Adressant, shall revel in your demise and claim my rightful place as the ruler of this realm. Your resistance shall be crushed beneath the weight of my indomitable power. He stares daggers at you. Before unscrewing the cap of the flask he holds in his right hand. Lyra has a look of d determination spread across her face as she stares up at Edivian. Your reign of terror ends now. You have tricked and opposed us since Lormor's funeral. We may not have known the games you played before, but we see you now. 
we bested your likeness in the courtroom, and we will turn the tides of this war. Adivian chuckles before drinking from a flask of creeping black ichor. Suddenly, he begins choking and spasming, his hands curled unnaturally into clawed fists as he scratches at his own throat. He falls to the ground where he continues to seize for a few moments before growing still. Suddenly, a dreadful metamorphosis unfolds, delving into the realm of the macabre and grotesque. The process begins with the Divian's body succumbing to a rapid decay, an accelerated deterioration that transcends the natural limits of mortality. His once fleshed features contort and warp, resembling a canvas stretched over a skeletal frame. The skin, plagued by rot, sags and tatters, exposed sinew and bone beneath. Every inch of his body becomes a testament to decay, marked by discolored patches, oozing sores and exposed necrotic tissue. His eyes, once vibrant and alive, become empty sockets brimming with an otherworldly radiance. Within the hollow depths, an eerie, malevolent glow emanates, a sickly illumination that betrays his new connection to the darkest forces of the undead. A disgusting odor permeates the air around the rising body. This pungent stench of decay and despair clings like a morbid aura, suffusing its presence with a visceral reminder of this abhorrent transformation. In his quest for power and immortality, Adivian's hunger for knowledge morphs into an insatiable craving for the life essence of others. His hands, elongated and bony, bear wickedly sharp talons capable of rending flesh and extracting the life force from their victims. A touch from these appendages would send a shiver of deathly chill through those unfortunate enough to be in his grasp. As the transformation nears completion, Adivian's voice undergoes a haunting alteration. It resonates with an eerie echo, a whisper that seems to slither through the air, carrying with it the weight of centuries of anguish and malevolence. Through the process, his mind and soul become further entwined with the forces of undeath. A chilling emptiness replaces his former light and even empathy it leaves just this hunger for power and domination. This metamorphosis is no regular lich metamorphosis. This forsaken lich stands as a grotesque monument to the depths of darkness and corruption. It's a descent into an existence where decay and malevolence intertwine, per perpetuating an eternal hunger for power and suffering. Adivian now embodies the epitome of horror. He's a blight upon the living, forever severed from the realm of those that walk Galarian, bound to an existence of anguish and cruelty. So brave. <laughs> I'll make you eat those words. And I need everyone to roll for initiative one final time. Here we go. Oh my god! <laughs> Oh my god. Two natural 20s and a natural 17 <gasps> on this initiative. Whoa! Nice. One 17 and two 16s. That's great. A 14 and a 6. Ugh. Are these like what you guys are rolling or what your actual initiative is? Just rolling. Okay. Correct. 
Well, you can all get in line after Adivian. I'll be in my own fucking line, thank you very much, because I rolled totaling out at a 29, a 29, and a 29. No! <laughs> of course that would happen. You, you what really order, like? What order are you in? <laughs> oh boy, well, Durin goes first, and then Matumbe and Sawyer have the same initiative modifiers. I will do Matumbe's first because of the buffing capabilities of Matumbe. Unfucking believable. All right. How about Tulia? 27. And Eclipse? 23. How about Lyra? 11. And Uska? 15. How about Ikmer? 13. And Air Bear? 31. Man, I usually like it when Eclipse kind of rules low. Just not that I like that, but I like it because normally I have a lot of time to think about what I'm doing. <laughs> I really like going early for all the buffs. This is a bummer. Yeah. I hope I survive. <laughs> I can't use any special abilities against whatever the opener None is None of here. us can. Well, I think it's time to start. And this new forsaken lich form of a Divian uses, uh, I think, a line to catch Ikmer... Air Bear, Uska, and Lyra. He's using a swift action now. What happens is his body is just bursting with arcane energy to the point where it's overflowing, and he pushes this overflow in a line at you. But because you all have Death Ward on, it doesn't affect you. <gasps> oh. Well, hold on. Is this negative energy? Pure magical destructiveness. Uh-oh. And here I thought... <laughs> here I thought... Uh, so I need you all to make me a reflex save, those, those four of you. Is this considered a spell for spell resistance or spell turning? It's a supernatural ability. Darn it. My OG Ikmer die is going to be his role. <laughs> okay. What do you guys have? I was making a decision over here. I want Uska to stay up in this combat. So she is going to use the insight bonus. This is not, it doesn't take an action to use this. So I think I can use this before I've acted, but if I can't, I understand. I don't really know what it is, so. So this is the moment of prescience? Yep, you can use that. Okay, it's not an immediate action. No. Yeah, you can use it on any d20 roll. All right, I'm using it on this one, so she'll get a plus 15 to this roll. Okay. Their bear rolled a nine, middle of the road. Uh, that's going to bring him up to a 32. 32 is a success. Ikmer, with a natural one, does not even... It, it's a natural one. Okay, yeah, that's a fail. Uska's save is crazy high because I rolled a... Uh, 19 on the die, so... Even without your save bonus, what's that? 19 plus 15? 17. It's in, in the 30s? Yeah. So you're good. Should have saved it, but you have to call it before you roll. And then Lyra is not nearly going to be that high. She gets a 26. Okay, so both Lyra and Ikmer fail, taking 69 points of damage. This is untyped arcane damage. In addition... 
So those that succeed, as long as they don't have evasion, will take uh, 34 points of damage. And then... Oh, you lucked out, you sons of bitches. D10 rounds of paralysis. You're both paralyzed for one round. Oh, my goodness. That's so So Ikmer and Lyra are paralyzed for one round. That is my swift action. Now, I'm going to go ahead and cast Time Stop. So you all kind of just pause for a moment as a Divian has a couple of rounds to do as he pleases. And when he reappears, well, a couple of his buddies appear with him and he appears to have moved back and there's some kind of emanation coming off of him. Now, the creatures that he has brought here get to act. What do they look like? Well, they're both huge. One appears to be what a mix between a dragon and a centaur might look like. Uh, it's got like a dinosaur bottom and a humanoid top, but still like with the head of it and wings of a dragon. And the other is this heavily armored, just onyx skinned giant that has these ram's horns that curl all the way out of its head and it emanates this just aura of shadow. I'm going to show you guys some pictures of all of these because you haven't seen the post-transformation Adivian either. Oh, God. Oh, he is horrifying now. My man had a severe glow down. He made a mistake here. In the name of power. Does he look cool? <laughs> sure. Does he look like shit? 100%. He does it, but like, he's very skinny. Yeah, That's he's gone as hell. That's by. Yeah. And that scream, his mouth is way too open. Oh, and Griffin's got the the other the summoned summoned creatures up. And uh, hey, Steve, how about that uh, dinosaur bottom, right? Hell yeah, brother! I love a dinosaur bottom if you know what I mean. Got four arms though, in addition to two legs. Four arms, two for each of us. <laughs> What's the other thing, Griffin? <laughs> I'll show you. Oh, God. Oh, his horns go underneath his armpits. Whoa. Yeah, and... Like his arms terminate in blades. The horn... Yeah, the horns go under his armpits and then, like, jut out like a foot in front of his chest. They're huge. Glowing red eyes and a glowing red mouth. Damn. This thing's pretty cool looking. Yeah. Wow. 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 So first, we're going to have the dinosaur-looking guy... Uh, go, and he is going to belch forth a breath weapon. This green fire reaches out to everyone. I need reflex saves. Oh my god. Durin and Matumbe got natural ones. And I think it's too early for me to even do anything to affect these rolls. So those are failures. And then Sawyer got an 18 on the die and actually has an okay reflex save. So I think he's going to be fine. Probably taking half there. Yeah, that's a 36 total. And if I'm reading this correctly, Ikmer 
has an effective dexterity score of zero being paralyzed, so a reflex save, I he ca- it, can't it, even take it? It, cal- it it has it on there. You calculate it, yeah. If you click paral- uh, yeah, but paralyzed on. You could, you still can make a reflex save. Yeah, it's weird yeah. and kind of counterintuitive, but you yeah. can do it. Like, you can do it when you're unconscious, too. It's kind of dumb, but... yeah. I don't know, your body is like a neat like positioning <laughs> to avoid damage. Yeah, Ikmer turned sideways right before. Yeah. <laughs> Ikmer's eyeballs move a little bit. The eyeball movement did not help. Uh, six on the die, but Air Bear was ready for this with a natural 20. Ooh. Damn, son. Eclipse, 30. Tulia, 30. Lopper, 15. Okay. Uska, 32. Lyra, because she is paralyzed, is only a 16. Okay, the DC is 30. <laughs> so those that fail take 63 points. It's kind of like a soul thing. It's like, it looks like fire. Those of you that failed are staggered for one round, and I need you to make me a fortitude save now. 22 for the lopper. Okay, the lopper fails. What was the damage again? It was 63 for full or 31 for half. And this is not considered a death effect? This is not considered a death effect. It's considered a breath weapon. Okay. This is a 27 fortitude for Lyra. Actually, a decent roll, but I don't know if that's going to be enough. Ikmer with a total 34 fortitude. Tumbe is going to have a 39 fortitude and then I need to calculate Durance. He got a 13 on the die with okay fort. That is actually pretty decent fort. That's going to be 33. Okay. DC 30 as well. Those that fail take three points of wisdom drain. It's also lucky on a D8. Yeah, it could have been worse. And that creature, so he has done his breath weapon and can reach any of you. So he's going to stay where he is. The other creature is going to move within 15 feet of Sawyer, seeing that he is a big boy and is going to vital strike at him. This will be against your flat footer. I know there's probably not much of a difference. It's close. There's a difference, but it, yeah, it's close. Oh, God. Okay. That is a critical threat with a 19 on the die. Oh, God. Okay. I do have a bonus against your confirmation roll. Okay. So I will roll to confirm here. Do you have fortification armor as well? Mm, No, it's from the archetype. 49 to confirm. Armored Hulk archetype gives me a plus five on a flat-footed AC of 45. That does not confirm. <gasps> yeah. yes. So he's going to hit you with a vital strike. That is going to deal. I mean, it's still going to be fucking awful, but at least it's not going to oh, crush him. We're, we're celebrating the small wins <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> I think we're celebrating the fact that it's not a huge loss. <laughs> it's just a smaller one. That is exactly 70 points of damage. Okay. This is a plus five weapon. Yeah, Should so bypass. That. Unless you have DR epic. 
Uh, well, I have DR slash from my barbarian, just general. <laughs> so it doesn't bypass that, I don't think. But no. it's only three. Yeah. So you said it was 70 total? Yep, so 67. Okay. Yep. Okay. There's a Divian's turn. It is now Air Bear's turn. Hey, Brooks. Just like last combat, I'm going to be tossing out that roll twice, take the better. So since all the bad guys have gone, you might want to delay till after Matumbe. If you're going to be entering a potential emanation, your call. Absolutely. Let's do that. Delaying till after Matumbe. Durin. All right. Durin's up. Mm-hmm. He is staggered, though, which is tough, considering that I wanted to throw four bombs this round. First thing he's going to do is, as we learned last episode, or confirmed last episode, you can take a swift action while you're staggered. So he's going to do his deadly throw ability. He is going to be targeting the creature that is closer to Sawyer. So this is the the big giant with the horns that curl around its armpits. Mm-hmm. He's a very large creature, and I want to see if the two of us, similar to Marogarth, can fo- uh, focus fire down and add as fast as possible. So... I'm going to be rolling twice, taking the better of these. All right, that's going to be a higher 12 on the die. Well, if you're targeting him, I do need you to make me a will save. Ooh, okay. Mind affecting. I'm assuming not an enchantment. No. That's good. Bonus. And then the one other thing that I have is that I do... Or did I take that with this character? Yes, I took Mythic Iron Will, so I am rolling twice and taking the better on this. Okay. Higher's going to be 16 on the die. 29 will save. Meets beats. Oh, nice. That's Uh, high. So you're not cowering in fear. Oh, that's good. All right. Does a 42 hit this creature's touch AC? Yes. All right. Um, Not knowing anything about this creature yet, I probably should have rolled a knowledge check, but what what the fuck ever. Um, I can do that later. Um, He's just assuming it's evil and throwing a holy bomb. So I'll be doing 47 points of good damage, and then I will need a reflex save against Splash. Mm-hmm. Uh, 28. 28's a success. You're only taking nine points of good damage. And if this creature can be staggered and is not undead, I'll, I will need a fortitude save. Cannot be staggered. Okay. Then we don't have to worry about that. That's his swift action. I... Okay guess with uh i i should roll these knowledge checks so what are these creatures what should i roll for them uh so planes for the dinosaur looking guy religion for the giant and for a divian himself religion all right religion for the giant Ooh, 17 on the die that is going to be a 45 45 gets you two questions special defenses special defenses he's got dr creature name. I want the creature name. Uh, yeah, so this is a Nightwalker. Immune to ability drain, bleed, cold, death effects, disease, energy drain, exhaustion, fatigue, mind affecting, non-lethal paralysis, physical ability drain, poison, sleep, stunning, disarm, Im- immune to disarm, because his arms are swords. Mm-hmm. Which kind of makes sense. Arm him. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, has spell resistance. Um, Saw needs to take I missed this on a stat block. 16 points of cold. All right. As a tiefling, it's going to be a little less, little less, but that still hurts. It seems to be the extent of his special defenses. Anything else you want to know? We got one question left in the tank for the Nightwalker. 
Two things I heard were spell resistance and DR. I don't know if there's a preference on that or people want to know other things that might help them out. So you said a lot of things very fast. What did did you say any sort of energy immunities? The one I got was cold. I mean, the yep. cold. Okay, sorry. And I was trying facts. to keep track of everything. It was very fast. All right. Uh, yeah, no, I'd love to know both of those realistically. Anyone else? Have questions for both. Oh, I yeah, thought it was. You know what? Matumbe is up next. So for now, let's just get DR and we'll get the rest of it later. Okay, DR 15, good and silver. Okay. That's it for him. Uh, Dragon Boy. Okay. Which one is this again? Planes. Planes. 27? 27 gets you nothing. Okay. Audivian. And you said religion? Yes. 19 off the die is pretty good. 38 goes up to with the extra nine is a 47. 47. Let's see. One question. Special defenses. Special defenses on Audivian. He is immune to ability drain, bleed, cold, death effects, disease, electricity, energy drain, exhaustion, fatigue, mind affecting, non-lethal, paralysis, physical ability damage, poison, sleep, stunning. He has spell resistance. He has channel resistance. He has DR. And it is hard to kill, which doesn't really matter for undead. Okay. So that is... Oh, he can never be flat-footed nor surprised. Okay. And only electricity? Cold was in there, too. Cold and electricity, yes. You know, that's a little unfortunate you can't be surprised. Sometimes it's it's for the best. <laughs> Sucks He's to never suck had a Vivian. surprise birthday party. That's what <laughs> led him down this path. <laughs> that's why he's so angry. I get it. <laughs> Okay, so that was all the knowledge checks. I still have to do my regular action, which is going to be a bomb throw again against the Nightwalker. Okay. Uh, 16 off the die against its touch AC with a plus 28 to hit. I think I'm okay. Yeah. 39 points of good damage. And then I will need a reflex save. Okay, uh, that is a 26. 26 is exactly what you needed. So that's just another nine points of splash damage then. And that is the end of Durin's turn. Good to know I actually have to roll it though. <laughs> it is Matumbe's turn. All right. Well, if anybody doesn't want to hear a fucking lot of exposition, now would be the time to kind of zone out because here comes... Three natural twenty or three plus twenties on these religion checks or knowledge checks or whatever. So and again, these have no action tied to them in the mythic thing. That's correct. They're just a use of mythic power. It's just yeah, free use of mythic power. Well, not free. It costs you mythic power. No, you know what I mean. All right. Yeah, you know, and now's the time to get pedantic. Come well, on. I mean, it's half your mythic power for the day. So yeah, I'm shocked True. you're using so much. Do you have a, anything else that you have, can use it on? Just the sur- basically just the either a surge to bump up the stuff like my attacks or whatever, or the give people rerolls, which is only one. So it's like, okay, that's probably what I'm just going to use it on. That's at least four rounds. So I'm fine. At least. So this only costs you one, not three. It's it's one a piece. I have four remaining. So this combat is probably not going to go more than four rounds. I'm going to spend a swift action every round to give people rerolls. And that should cap me out. Oh, do you have seven? Yeah. Ah, yeah. I thought you had five for a minute no, there. And I was like, no, yeah. Steve, this is expensive. <laughs> but also could be worth it. We'll see. Yeah. Um, 
Let's start from the bottom and work our way up again. So the big giant guy. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. 80. Uh, 80 pretty much gets you whatever because you already have some stuff. Yeah. Uh, he is true seeing as long as it's uh, dark or dim, which it is. He has a desecrating aura, so he and his allies within 30 feet are under the effects of desecrate. He deals energy damage, so 46 cold with his claw. Uh, he's got that fear gaze, so if you uh, attack him you're, and you don't avert your eyes, you're susceptible to his gaze, which will cause you to cower for a round. Um, he has light aversion. Um, he, ha- he can channel negative energy a lot of times per day. He, uh, his spell resistance is 27. He can summon shadows at will. Uh, he has an ability called Swift Sundering. As a swift action, he can sunder your weapon or armor or anything you're wearing. Uh, he has telepathy, vital strike, improved vital strike, improved sunder, improved disarm, improved critical with his claws. Um, his lowest save is reflex. Let's see some stuff he can do. He is constantly under the effect of Airwalk. In cast Cone of Cold, Confusion, Contagion, Deeper Darkness, Dispel Magic. He can constantly detect magic. In cast Finger of Death, Haste, Hold Monster, Invisibility, Plane Shift, Quickened Unholy Blight, Summon Monster 7, and uh, Regular Unholy Blight he has at will. So Quickened he has it less times than that. That is him. Oh, he's got combat reflexes. They all do. Okay. Fair amount of stuff. Then the dragon-looking creature. Yep. Which was Arcana? Was that? Or Plains? Plains, Plains. yeah. Uh, And I didn't say it. It's a Vavakia demon. Okay. 74. 74, I think you pretty much get whatever, too. His DR is 15 cold iron and good. I don't know that you had asked about that or hadn't, you hadn't gotten any information about him. Correct. He's got that breath weapon. Once every 1d4 rounds, he can do that. It's a 60-foot cone. Does 20d6 points of damage. That damage is not typed. And if it's a, it's a reflex save to half. If you're a living creature... And you fail the save, you're staggered for one round. Um, and if you fail an additional fortitude save, you take 1d8 points of wisdom drain. He's got true seeing, um, energy resistance 10 to acid and cold, uh, fly, uh, frightful presence, which I haven't procced yet, uh, but will once it's his turn again. He's immune to electricity, fire, and poison. He's got improved bull, bull rush, improved iron will. He can quicken enervation. Uh, he also has an ability called Smoking Wound, which if you're a living creature that gets hit by his ability, you take two negative levels. And whether or not you take the negative levels, you are sickened. Yeah, you're just sickened. There's no save. Okay. Spar resistance is 29. If you're hit by his tail attack, you have the potential to be stunned, barring a fortitude save. Uh, he has telepathy as well and vital strike. He's wielding a rancer, gives him 30 feet of reach with that. 
and 15 feet of reach with all of his natural weapons. 35 feet of 30 feet. 30 oh, feet. I thought you said 35. My bad. Um, that's, that's fucking nuts on this yeah, map. Huge creature with a reach weapon. Yeah. Uh, spell-like abilities. He has Blasphemy, Earthquake, Enervation, Power Word, Stun, Quicken Enervation, uh, Summon Monster 6, Telekinesis, Teleport, obviously that constant true seeing, and then he's got a constant unholy aura. Okay. That's a lot. And then my boy Adivian. Sure. There we go. 77. 77. I mean, there's stuff to know. He's a Forsaken Lich. Um, he's got True Seeing as well. He's got Blind Sense. If he didn't have that, he I'll tell you right now, he's a level 20 caster with five levels of Mythic. Okay. Uh, he's got Channel Resistance. He has DR... 15 bludgeoning and magic dr 10 adamantine uh he's got a delusory aura so you all take uh when you're within 100 feet of him a minus four on all saves against fear effects he can strike you um from wherever he has a disembodied strike he has dimensional agility which you might think leads to him having dimensional spells um his spell resistance is only 25. However, if you cast a spell at him and you fail on the spell resistance, the spell is immediately turned. Oh. Better use those high spells. Maybe targeting him with heals would be helpful. This is a part of <laughs> there the you go. spell storm ability. What you guys saw is called a soul lash. As a swift action, he uses that. It's a 240-foot line, so he might be able to get a lot of you lined up. It does 20d6 of damage, and if you fail the reflex save, paralyzes you for 1d10 rounds. However, if he's prevented from taking this action, he takes a d6 times 20 uh, damage himself as he has to internalize the um, the arcane energy since he hasn't allowed it to spill out. Hmm. Okay. Most of the other stuff about him is uh, his, his lowest save is a tie between fortitude and reflex. He's a wizard. Oh, uh, he has an ability called time stutter. So three times per day as a free action, he can cast a time stop for one round. Doesn't look like that's what he did there, because mm -hmm. there's a lot more effects out than what one round would allow you to do. Yeah, because time stop, you like roll a d4 or something, yeah. right? Yeah. That's a Divian. Okay. He has, obviously, abilities as a wizard and as a mythic caster that you can't really discern from a knowledge check, because you haven't seen them in action. But, um, but I would say, like, you know, as stuff happens... I can certainly explain it to you. It's just not something you'd be able to get from, like, just looking at him. You get all his 400%. Forsaken Lich stuff, for sure, and just the fact that he is the type of caster he is and that kind of thing. Okay. Well, as a swift action, then, Matumbe, you know, maybe free action before this, looks at a Divian and says, Your reign of terror is at an end. You are a heretic before the Lady of Graves, and the profane nature of your being is an insult to life and death. I am the Lady's Grave Digger, and it is time for you to be interred. But first, he is going to uh, go ahead 
and use that swift action to give everybody a potential reroll if you need to on a d20 for a point of mythic. And as mentioned earlier, that means I've spent four already. And then he, along with some of his friends, are going to continue focusing on this giant creature, the Nightwalker, to see if we can't focus it down. Now, what I want to do, because Matumbe is staggered, is use my Searing Light spell. Mm-hmm. Of course, this is going to have some spell resistance first, so let's get that out of the way. Yep. And I think the number that I'm looking for here is... This guy's 27. 27. It's the only one I didn't write down. So I have to roll high to hit this. 19 off the die, do it. There you go. Okay. Now, he did have a light aversion, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, he has... So let's let's read this. He has light aversion. Yes. So I'm... A, I don't think this counts, but I do want to call it out. It says an undead creature particularly vulnerable to bright light takes 1d8 points of damage per caster level instead of the 1d6. I think that's fair because he has light aversion. Yeah, I think, I think you know. I wasn't sure if, yeah, if, if that was something that specifically had to get called out. So, yeah, he's going to go ahead and roll fucking 10d8 of untyped damage. Let's go. That's going to be 56 points of damage. Ooh, really good damage from that spell. For sure. Well over the halfway mark there, which is what I need. And that's going to be the conclusion of his turn. Okay. Air Bear, it's time to strike back. Oh, yeah. Well, there's been a little bit of striking done to the to the Nightwalker. This is actually one of the Whispering Tyrant's generals, just to give you guys a little bit of background. Oh, cool. Ooh, that's pretty cool. So he didn't actually have to summon him like a summoned monster. A little peek behind the screen. Oh, how, how convenient. I, I knew Air Bear was probably going to cast Dismissal, so I just gave <laughs> you that one for free, you know? <laughs> All right. With Air Bear's turn, he is going to use a use of his mythic power to fleet charge with a swift action at the giant general that has been summoned he knows that it will provoke yes it's gonna provoke uh from both of them but you can certainly do that yes he does not have the action economy to challenge just yet but as a swift action he is going to move up and attack after these provoke the nightwalker was using power attack while it was using vital strike so I will have to keep the power attack on as much as I don't really want to. Uh, That is only a 42. That does hit. Okay. Do you have any cold resistance? I do not. Okay. So yes, he he moves into the the aura, cold aura. No, uh, it's just a part of his attack. 65 points of damage. And then the Vavakia is also going to attack you or attempt to attack you with his Rantsuer. Oh, jeez. That was that was silly of, of the general. Now, he doesn't have uh, power attack on because he didn't do it, but yeah, that's kind of cock. Damn. Uh, okay. <laughs> Two on the die. It's a 39 hit. That still That still hits. Okay. So that's going to be... You're not good, right? 
No. That's a good thing for you. <gasps> That's right. Emily is reminding me. Do you have something before I give you damage? Nope. Okay, that is 44 points of damage. Oh boy. Air Bear is looking mighty rough. Something tells you you don't want to get full rounded by these creatures. Yes. But, speaking of full round, with only a swift action taken, oh, well, I guess to finish out his swift action, he's going to attack once at his highest attack bonus. Okay. And this bypasses DR. Which is great, because this thing's got DR 15. Yeah. Although I think as long as your weapon is plus four or higher, it will bypass anyway. Or plus Al- alignment base is plus five. Plus five. I looked yeah. that up just to be sure. I always mix up uh, adamantine and alignment. Yeah, adamantine's the four. And a 43. A 43 hits. <laughs> and a 43 with a 15 on the die is a critical threat. Okay, roll the confirm. My boy. And this is, this is quite interesting because he also has punishing blow, which means that a critical hit... Not a confirmed critical hit means that the creature loses its benefit of DR for one round. Okay. Ooh. 41. It's a confirmed critical. Fuck yes. <gasps> Yay. So barely. <laughs> that one's just 29 damage. It's a crit. So 29 plus 28. So, uh,. 57 damage? Yes. And that bypasses DR? Bypasses DR. It's a big hit. Hot. And with the rest of his actions, I believe he can make a full attack. Yeah, he only used a swift for that charge, right? That's a using a mythic point for a swift action move and attack? Yes. Dang. I'd recommend taking a full attack. <laughs> <laughs> At this time, <laughs> I would advise you. Thank goodness, tactical acumen kicks in, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's not challenging, which is tough, but but this is going to be a lot of attacks to start. A sixteen on the die to bring that one to a forty-four. That hits. Do you want to try and confirm? Threat. Yes, that is. I I will try to confirm that one right away. With a confirmed 13 on the die. Ooh. Let's go, Mighty Mouse. <gasps> With a 17 on the die, that is a 40. Meets beats. Oh, and is that also a critical threat? Yes, it is. And I do not have the action economy to straight up confirm this. Mythic really pushes the action economy to a weird it really place. Does. It does. Kind of like it. I, I'm really enjoying this. There's the, like, I am, I already am one of those people who loves pushing things to the mm. limits. And I feel like right now, this is a like, solve the worst puzzle ever. <laughs> oh, okay. This is, it's actually an immediate action to confirm. Right. But remember an yeah. immediate action within your turn is still a swift. Yes. All right. So, to confirm, with a 15 on the die, 38, unfortunately. It doesn't look like you're close enough for judicious force. No. Unfortunately. Are you taking into account your plus four 
from Improved Critical? No, I'm not. That is a confirmed crit. <gasps> oh, B42. my goodness. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, there's two. Don't go thank it be yet. <laughs> the next one on his main hand is a natural one. Not going to do it. And with an 18 on the tie. Rolling hot. Oh, that, rolling that hot. Will, that will hit. You want to roll to confirm that one? And it oh, is confirmed. Natural Three 20. Three more crits. What? Natural 20 does confirm that crit. All right, let's finish out your attacks, and then we'll start with damage. Not going to do it with that one. And not going to do it with that one, but with three, three confirmed criticals. So roll me uh, 3d4 plus. Uh, what's your attack bonus here? It will be slightly different for each hand. So Oh, yeah, I forgot you have two hands. So yeah, go ahead and, go ahead yes. and just roll them separate then. Just remember it's 2d4 plus double your bonus. So 50, it looks like, on your main hand. 52. Oh, you um, are so lucky is, this is all bypassing. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that is one critical, or the first critical. The second critical is 56. And the last is 42 damage. Holy cow, the amount of damage you put out. Wow. Really good. Without the challenge as well. Yeah. After the second critical, General Sealock, this... Uh, this Nightwalker looked staggered. You brought him exactly to zero. And then with the final critical, what does it look like? Oh, he, he dances around this impossible speed that he took with his mythic ascension allows him to find these openings in this, this general's just smoky armor. Takes him down piece by piece. All right, next in the order is Sawyer. Sawyer, in his hybrid tiger form, large creature roars in rage as he kicks on his rage, as well as raging brutality to get the bonus to damage from his con modifier. Additionally, I'm going to expend a point of mythic power for uh, my mythic power attack, so I ignore the... Uh, negative penalty for that. So, all of those keyed on. He's down 100 hit points, but he still has 233 to go, so it's time to get to work here. And I think the other thing to do, focus down the other ad. So, he is going to pounce at the Vilvakia Demon, um, which is the mechanical charge, full round attack, as he gallops across the battlefield and starts trying to tear into this creature, I believe I got an attack opportunity coming my way. You do. And he, he's galloping because he's got those hooves, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's going to be in the 50s. Okay, you got me. So, I don't need to be on the Nightwalker sheet. I don't need that shit. So you're not good, so that's fine. It's just going to be... 45 points of damage. Okay. Was any... I can't remember. It's was, a plus five, so it'll, it won't bypass your slash, but... None of that was energy, right? None of that is energy. All right, no. cool. And I didn't add the 2d6 against good. Great. 
Well, now up in this creature's face, it is time for some attacks here. Let's kick things off with a sudden attack, expending one use of my mythic power to make a melee attack my highest attack bonus, basically for free, rolling twice, taking the better. Oh, I, I apologize. You entered this guy's aura. All right, what Let do I got to do? Just, I think this one has an aura. Please. I think this one had an unholy aura. Uh, no, that was the... Oh, yes. Uh, never mind. Sorry. The unholy aura doesn't do anything to you. It's just a good thing for me. Ah, all right. Well, let's see how we're doing here. All right. My higher is a 13 on the die. I have 54 to hit. 54 does hit. Does the creature worship Ergothoa? No. All right. 48 points of damage that I know is DR. I bypass it. Cold iron and good. I got that plus five sword right now. What was it? 45? Yes. I'm sorry. 48. Because I rolled six off the die plus 42. Okie doke. All right. Here comes the rest of this attack. I'm going to use the dice roller here. I got a 48, a 51, and a 40. The 51 is a crit threat. The 48 and the 51 hit. Okay. I'm going to try and confirm that crit. 11. That is going to be 44. Does not confirm. Okay. So I got two hits there. First hit is going to be 51 points of damage. The other hit here is going to be... 46 points of damage as he hacks into this creature three times, missing once off the four attacks. Then he's going to reach out with his tiger teeth and try and bite it. Now, this is only plus three bite, so we're still going to be talking DR uh, if I do connect. But a 13 off the die should. Oh, well, I'm not sure actually. 47. 47 does hit. Okay. So DR is going to be in play if you want to take that out. Son of a bitch. He does have Frightful Presence. Give me a, give me a will save real quick. It's, I won't have it affect anything before this. But. Okay. Um, that is going to probably fail, but hold on, because I don't want it to fail. Yes, he is going to use the Matumbe roll a second time. I got a little heads up from Brooks that I did that. So thank you. And that's a 19 off the die. We're going up to uh, 36. Nice. Okay. So, good. Didn't didn't have to worry about that. I connected on the bite. Haven't rolled my damage yet. That'll be 35 before DR. Okay. All right. Then he levels his horns down and tries to gore. Three on the die is not going to do it at a 37. And finally, he swings around real quick and kicks back out like a donkey with these hooves. (gasps) That's a maybe. We don't know yet. 46. 46 hits. Wonderful. This is my lowest damage output here. But I did max the die. That is going to be 28 points of damage before DR. And then we are going to take a D6 of fire. Okay. Then never mind. And... That was a fucking lot of rolling, but that should be his entire turn. Sweet. You dealt a ton of damage to this creature. It didn't flinch a single time. Like it didn't take that damage? Oh, it took the damage. (laughs) It's almost as if it didn't affect it at all. 
I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't comprehend that either. Potentially um, has deathless on it, like hit point damage can't kill it. We haven't. I don't know that I've done enough damage to put it down. True. Right. Like this is a huge creature. Well, and we no one's touched it yet besides me. Julia, you're up. Can I try knowledge to figure out what that meant? Uh, that'd be a knowledge arcana. Okay. I only got a 35. 35 you don't know. Okay. This is the only one, though, that is can take fortitude at all, right? Unless the fortitude affects an object. Oh, I didn't think this one was undead. That's what I'm saying. A, a divian could be affected by a fortitude if it affects an object. Otherwise, he cannot be affected by fortitude. This one could be affected by fortitude. The, yeah. The Vivakia demon. Okay. I'm going to cast this spell, and I think I'm outside of its 30-foot range. Yes, but are you outside of its 60-foot presence? I uh, no. <laughs> okay. Go ahead and make me a will save. Okay. In the... I always forget to do these fucking presence things on their, like, first round of whatever. It's annoying, because it's like... Oh, how big is the thing? Oh, does it get everybody? Uh, I'm going to use a a point of the great power, greater expense or whatever. I know this isn't big, but I would like to not be cowering. 31. 31, you get. Let me tick off one of those uses. All right, so I'm going to try to make a ranged touch attack, actually, okay. at it. Uh, as I'm going to cast a polar ray, and it doesn't have any problems with cold besides the... It's got resistance. To yeah. Cold, yeah. Are the resistance. Uh, yeah. Make me a spell Solid. resistance. Yep. Yeah. 13 on the die. I'm fine. Unless you need it. It's plus 21. Okay. Not as fine as you think, but. No, I, I just remember hearing what the spell resistance was. So now I'm going to make my touch attack. Natural 20! <gasps> there it is. <laughs> All right. So. I'll see if I can confirm. Uh, 28 to touch to confirm? Yes, that confirms. Nice. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, that would be 103 cold damage. And then it would take, is it 2d4 of dex drain or 1d4 of dex drain? It's normally 1d4. It'd be 2d4 with a crit. And 5 dex drain. Um, so I'm going to use a swift action to arcane surge. And I'm actually going to cast the same spell. So a uh, spell resistance first. And that's an 18 on the die. And then a uh, casting or a touch, a range touch. And that's a 14 plus 14 is going to be 28. Yep. All right. So now. And there's no save for the drain. It just happens. It does. It's part of the hit. Okay. And then. That's going to be 49 points of cold damage plus four more dex drain. Hell yeah. Oh. Yeah, really high on that dex drain. Incredible. Nine points of dex drain? That's brutal. Absolutely. That's so good. All right. Now it's Eclipse's turn. Eclipse, as a standard action, is going to spend three points of mental focus to create a stationary globe of negation. And I am creating this globe of negation. I am going to create this around... Uh, Lyra and Uska because I want our, I want them not to die. Now, I do believe, let me double check, I believe that you can cast out, but you nothing can cast in. Hmm. And it absorbs up to 15 levels of spells. 
So there's going to be one, but <laughs> it'll be something. So uh, it's a 10 foot in diameter. So it's kind of, I'm just going to center it around Lyra, which means it does inadvertently hit, I think, Tulia, Matumbe, and Uska. Okay. And that's my standard action. It's an expensive one that I've never used and have had for a while. I'm not going to be able to get up there. I can't, I don't think I can swift action and get up at all because all of my, all of my mythic stuff is not for that. And I've already done a, yeah. So I am actually done. That's, that is it for me. Okay. Uska. Uska is going to swift action channel and she will exclude the demon from this. Okay. And her uh, amount of channeling has gone up now. So we get 9d6. So that is 31 points of healing. Nice. Thank you. Good. Good stuff. And we also get a roll twice and take the better. And Air Bear also heals an additional five hit points. Aw, yeah. He desperately needed both of those. I figured. Uska looks down... Or, I guess not down, just over to Lyra, who is paralyzed. Uska does have one freedom of movement prepared, which should negate the paralysis that Lyra has succumbed to. She is 35 feet, I believe, away from the demon. Yes, she is. So she casts freedom of movement on Lyra. And then she will... Fly up. She wants to stay in that uh, globe of negation, so she will just fly up five feet, but just try to get us a little bit out of a line. Alrighty, Ikmer. Alright, I have a question. You're paralyzed. Does freedom of movement on. That's true. Uh, Lyra cast it on him and Air Bear before the combat started. Okay, proceed. Use it. <laughs> I also forgot about that. So, um, I was going to hope that a mythic action was purely mental, but we're going to give his pack brother an extra attack with his his mythic ability, Decisive Strike, Hell as a yeah. swift action. Do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> All right. Um, sometimes that has like roll twice, take the better or add your mythic tier. Does it have that or is it just the free attack? I know we did it just the last combat. I just want to be sure. I think it's just an attack. I think so, too. Yeah, I think Duran just had a regular attack. I think that's right. This this does bypass all DR. Well, I'll take it. Let's see if I can hit. And it does add my mythic tier. Okay, so plus one. Sweet. 11 on the die with a 39. That's going to be a 50. 50 hits. All right. That'll be 51 points of damage. As he hears, I don't know. I don't know how you do that. Just like, what's, what's Zikmer do to, to rile Sawyer up? We got to work together on this. Hit him now, and I'll come charging, it, charging in. And yeah, Sawyer just roars in this thing's face as it, he cuts down at the creature, leaving a big gash on him. But... That's the damage. Go ahead. All right. Freedom of movement didn't free him from the staggered condition. I think it does. It's not a magical effect, so no. It has to be magic for freedom of movement to work. Yeah, of course. 
forums are a mess about this. I am seeing people saying you can be staggered under it because it's a mental condition, not a magical effect. Yeah, that's what we're going to roll sense. with. I think that makes I, I do think that makes sense. Perfect. Um, so that would mean that he's not able to charge. He could single action. He could, I mean, he could charge with one movement if he could get there. And with 20 feet, he is able to make it, but take those AOOs for sure. It's going to be a 55. So 55 is definitely going to hit you. Um, actually, with a 55 and his dodge, that's a mean speed. Okay, I was going to say, <laughs> take a minus two from charging as well. Yes. Oh, of course. Or I, I do uh, did already have that on. 51 points of damage. You have a tiny bit of DR dash, right? From being the fighter. Well, that is true. I have three. And to hit with a 16 on the die, just shy of a critical threat, is going to come to a 40 total. 40 total does not hit. Really? You're full BAB? Are you power attacking? Because you get a plus two for charge. Mm-hmm. And I've, and I've got the charging on, so yep. All right. 20, 24. And, yeah. Okay. You're up in the thing's face now. It is Lyra's turn. Lyra is no longer paralyzed, but she is still staggered. She, swift action, starts singing to give everyone that bonus. About damn time. I know. <laughs> this is going to help us out against uh, fear effects, too, with our saves. Oh, that actually is super clutch. Then with her standard action, since we still need healing, can you take a five-foot step while staggered? Yes. Okay. Lyra takes a five-foot step up closer to Sawyer, grouping up the party slightly more. (laughs) I can't quite capture everyone, unfortunately. I'm gonna have to leave Tulia out of this. She is just a hair too far away. I'm at full. Oh. After your last channel, so thank you. Perfect. Then Lyra knows she is not doing well, and there are other members of the party that need healing, so she does a cure serious wounds max mass, and she gets that uh, bonus plus 2d6, and that is 34 points of healing. All right. Much appreciated. Mm-hmm. And that is her turn, and I, uh, does the stagger come off at the end of yes, her turn? Yes, the stagger will come off. It is Adivian's turn. Um, let's see. So we're going to target this to exclude my pal uh, and include all of you. I'm going to be nice here. Just go ahead and take all your buffs off. Mage's Disjunction. I'm not going to have it affect your items because I don't want us to be here all day. So, I was about to give you some sassy-ass comment about being nice, but you know what? Yeah, you're right. It's pretty yeah. nice. Uh, also, don't maybe do it right away, Steve. Anything you have that is alchemical does not count as magical. Oh, for Darren? Yeah, because yeah. most of his buffs are alchemical. There's a... I think most... Yeah, I'll, I'll have to take a quick look through that sheet, but that's a, that's a great call out. Uh, that will also dispel this little bubble. 
Goodbye. He's going to swift action, use that line attack. We're going to have it... Would the Blessing of the Harrow still stand because that is a supernatural ability? Yes, you can leave that. That's a supernatural ability. Anything that's a supernatural ability, yes, would stay. So uh, this line is actually going to affect Sawyer, uh, Lyra, and Matumbe. I need you to go ahead and make me reflex saves. All right, a couple reflex saves coming in here. We have a couple of roll twice, take the betters out there. Yeah, a, a lot, of, lot of you haven't used those yet. Saw used his. Mm-hmm. And the one from the channel? Yes. Oh, yeah, I don't know if you used the channel one. I have not. I know you used the one from Matumbe. Who, and the one? Is- it is Saw, it is uh, Lyra, and it's Matumbe. This is a line attack okay. from... And that boost from Matumbe, is that... That's, roll twice, take the second, or roll twice, take the better. That's after you roll, but you don't know the result. If you want to re-roll, you can. Okay. I'm going to use the roll twice and take the better for this one for Lyra. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to do the same for both. So Matumbe's is going to be a 30. <laughs> Just got it. Thank God. And then... Now, that's going to make it pretty tough for Sawyer to get it. It's not out of the question. Uh, But he does not with a six on the die. I am so glad I took the roll twice and take the better, because with a natural 19, I got a 32. All right. You have a good shot against this. All right. So for those of you that failed the DC 29 check, it is 73 points of untyped damage and you are... You're going to be paralyzed if you're failed. Paralyzed for 10 rounds. Well, those of you that succeeded will take 36 points of damage. Matumbe takes none. Yes, Matumbe takes nothing. And you know what? I mean, that was a really big, was a really big piece of his arsenal to get rid of that stupid thing you had. Sorry. <laughs> it's an expensive ability for me too. <laughs> the Vivakia demon seeing Saul like seize up isn't going to target him, but Ikmer is just kind of a gnat bothering him while he saw Air Bear take down a general of the Whispering Tyrant's army. So he's going to take a five-foot step and full attack Air Bear. Ouch, this. Okay. All right. Here comes the Grand Sewer attacks. You're not good, right? No. Okay. That is a uh, uh, 42. Yes. Okay. All of the buffs have have left. He is vulnerable. He's vulnerable. What about a 35? That does. Okay. This is really going to hurt. Hits. Luckily. Well, okay. I'm assuming this won't hit. 26. Correct. Okay. So it's last answer hit doesn't hit. I'm going to roll the damage on these strikes. 
But you don't have any DR, right? Correct. All right, you're going to take 114 damage from those three hits. Is there bear still up? He's taken a lot of damage. Yes, he is. And at the worst, <laughs> the absolute worst position. <laughs> Good, because I have one, two, three, four, four more attacks coming. Okay, um, one, one at a time. All right, so here comes the bite. It's not a natural one, so it's going to hit you. Okay. So you want the damage there? Yes. There's 32 points of damage. Oh, okay. Okay. He was at one hit point. And with double his con being 16... Well, 16's your con. Yeah. Yeah. He would have needed... (laughs) I would have needed to get a 34 or higher. Yes. You're like one hit point away from permadeath. That's correct. Uh, Well, the rest of these are coming at Ikmar, I suppose. Two claws and a tail slap since he sees you go down. So the two claws. No, I mean, the highest is a 47, which I don't think does it to you. Uh... One second, make let me make sure just because of all the buff changes. Yeah, yeah bark skin's gone said, and that kind of stuff. 47. 47 is a hit. What about 42? No. Okay. So 47 will hit. That's going to be 24 points of damage. And then the tail slap's coming. Oh and boy. that is plus five, so it should. The only thing it won't bypass is your fighter DR. Oh, fuck yeah. 19 on the die, baby. Oh, boy. It's going to hit you, son, but you're lucky. I only have improved crit on the bite. Oh, thank goodness. You might be looking at a two for one. Two for one deal? It's possible. Okay, well, uh, this is my weaker attack. So it's actually only 17. But I need you to make me a fortitude save. uh, I thought you said it was a critical Oh, no, 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 no. I said, I said, it's not a critical. You're lucky oh, I don't oh, have. Oh. I rolled a 19 on the die. Oh, got so it. So I said, it. you're lucky I only have improved critical on my bite and not my tail slap. Got it. Uh, but now I do need you to make me a fortitude save. Okay. Uh, 17 damage taken. And Ikmer. No, you have a little DR. Don't take 17 damage. 14 damage it is. All part of the plan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. No sense in not uh, not using the amazing abilities that uh, are are quickly coming up. They're like he will not have the ability to use next round. He is going to use the roll twice. Take the better. Okay. That actually lasts for several rounds. The one that Uska gave you. So if you don't want to use it. You don't have to. You could use the Matumbe oh, one. Yeah. Using the Matu- I'm going to use the, the Matumbe, Matumbe one. one is not so roll twice. Yeah. Right. Better. It's roll roll, roll and see what you think. With a 12 on the die, his fortitude uh, save goes up. That is going to total 32. I am not going to use the Matumbe. I think that's the right call. Okay. 32 is a fail. <gasps> Never mind. You are stunned for one round. Wait a second. Do you have an immediate action you could use to use your surge? I think that's after the result is known. 
This can change the outcome of the roll. Using this roll as an immediate action taken after the result of the original roll is revealed. This can, it can change the outcome of the roll. He has an immediate action because it's not his turn, and even if he used a swift, I don't, I don't believe right. he's used it. Unless I don't think using the roll twice is an immediate action for you, right? It's just free. No, yeah, you it's don't. Just you to decide use to use it. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, no, 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 no. It's 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 just you get to add a d6. Add a d6 yeah. to the roll. And 32 is probably really close to the save, hopefully. And you're expending a point, so make sure you mm-hmm. take that off too. Yeah. We'll do. Adding a three to 32 brings it to a 35. Meets beats. <gasps> oh my oh. dear. Okay. So you are not stunned for a round. Wow. Um. <laughs> thank you. Thank you all. This is a team effort here. <laughs> There's so many mythic abilities. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's Durin's turn. Well, Durin is no longer staggered, which is good because I want to throw bombs at things until they start falling over. So as a swift action, Durin is going to expend a point of mythic power to do his sudden strike and whip a bomb with a little bit of a bonus here against um, this creature. And it's not sudden strike, it's deadly throw. I know. Don't fucking at me. Natural 20. Mm. Let's see if I can confirm that bomb crit. Well, that is a nine off the die, adding my tier and my 29 to hit. That is going to be a dirty 40. Yep. Okay, so that is a bomb crit. And uh, here's the deal. Grenadier archetype almost never comes into play because we fight a lot of undead here. Any bomb crits with this archetype, target is staggered for 1d4 plus one rounds, reflex for half. Okay. So I'll need a reflex save on that before we start talking damage. That's a 31. 31. All right. You are definitely taking half. So one or two. Yes. Um, it was three total. So I guess just one round's down. But one hey. Round staggered? Staggered is staggered. We can... We can appreciate that. I don't want to see another full round, you know? That was tough shit. So, bomb crit, adding the d6 and doubling the static. That is going to be 53 points of good damage. Okay. At this point, you can make me an odd arcana. Okay. That is 45. Yeah, this thing's taken over 500 damage and doesn't seem to be bothered. Okay. So you definitely think it has uh, Deathless on. Oh, I was right. Which means it can't be killed by hit point damage until the duration of the spell is out. You'd think if, well, if what Matumbe said is true, uh, a Divian's 20th level caster, so you think this thing is just going to be attacking you for two minutes if you keep trying to take it out with hit points. And we can assume this was cast by a Divian, so attempts to dispel it are going to be difficult, very challenging. Yes. Futile. Difficult, hey, not impossible. Some of us can roll twice and take the better when we are dispelling a spell. Oh, I, I apologize. So yes, you think dispel or, you know, Tulia is on is definitely on the road to knocking it unconscious via dex damage or dex drain. Mm, you know, like that's yeah. a possibility as well. Um, or if you could, you know, this seems like an outsider, so if you could dismiss it. 
Uska yeah. could use a point of mythic to banish it. All right, so that's Durin's going to shout out to the rest of the party. He's a walking dead man. He's not going to stop fighting until we defeat the Divian. If we can take him down another way, we have a chance, but we're just going to keep throwing things at him, and it's not going to make a difference. So that is very good to know, but I got three more bombs to throw. And if I'm not taking this creature down, there's only one other target on the board. So let me see how far away a Divian is. 65 feet away. So I think that is unfortunately going to put him in my third range increment. Because, yeah, one, two... Yeah, unfortunately, the 65 is just going to push him into three. So I got three more bombs to throw. They're going to be good bombs. Okay. So first one. That is going to be a 45 against his touch. Okay, as an immediate action, I would hit him. He, uh... It looks like it hits a double of him as he teleports and the bomb misses. Now let me run this one by you. Mythic throw anything. If you miss with a thrown splash weapon, it always lands adjacent to its target, regardless of how many range increments it misses by. Yeah, it doesn't matter because he can teleport 30 feet. I'm going to say that doesn't, like, it's not like it teleports with him 30 feet. Yeah. All right, well. Because I'm using a mythic ability as well. Yeah. All right, well then I'm going to fucking throw another bomb. Okay, now he's at your fourth range increment. That's fine. But probably not with a 24 touch. No. And then final one. That is a 16 on the die. 32 touch. No. Okay. Uh, But those would apply, right? Yes. So he would still potentially take splash here. Yes. I'm going to need two reflex saves. My lowest is a 33. All right. So you're going to take nine and then another nine. Good damage. Sounds good. First damage on a Divian. Matumbe. Well, unless Dern wants to five foot step or anything. No, there's nowhere for him to go because if he moves, he's just going to be 30 feet away from this creature. All right. I want to be. So Matumbe is going to let me check how far everyone is. Furthest away from Matumbe is Ikmer, so no problem. I can go ahead and spend a swift action to give everybody that try again on a d20 thing. Then, what do I want to do? This creature's so damn far away, or a Divian's so damn far away, that getting up into his face is going to be a huge problem. did use my Searing Light. Can't remove Sawyer's shit. Okay, I got a plan. Matumbe looks over at a Divian. Phrasma will come for you. And consecrates the area. Area around a Divian? Yeah. So a Divian is in there. So it just negates the desecrate that's going on here? Yes. And that'll be his turn. Okay. Is the aura that you have around him right now the desecrator? Is that something else? That's something else. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd allow you to make a, um, well, I'm going to hold there. You haven't seen it do anything, this aura. Okay. You didn't see him cast it. No, no, and I was just wondering because we have two overlapping auras, and I was wondering if we could just delete them off the yeah. to unclutter the thing. But, yeah, we're um, good. Air Bear, roll to stabilize. 
with his Ronin ability, he actually stabilizes as a. It's either a free action. Aren't you just you're hard to kill, right? Well, that too. Which means you automatically Which, stabilize when dying. Oh. Yep. Yep. That was a mythic ability. Cool. Well, then Air Bear is stable. Sawyer is paralyzed. Paralyzed. I don't know if there's like a mythic thing you want to parlay as a mental action. Some of them, I think, make sense. No, I don't have the type of like. Yeah, you kind of have like turn stuff has. on and that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. I've got basically attack and bonus rage stuff, but I think that's it. So there's nothing that he can really do this round. Just double checking everything and I'm correct. So. Okay. We can keep it moving. Tulia. And before Tulia goes, I just want to clarify. I double checked. Uska cannot cast, cast banishment with her mythic ability. That's not possible. Okay. That's, I didn't know that was on the table. I thought I could cast any. It has to be uh, spells that you have prepared and Uska didn't prepare it, but you can cast spells without using a spell slot. Gotcha. Yes. So I guess I would need to understand. I have I have limited wish. Um, banishment is technically a sorcerer and wizard spell, but it's also multiple other non-sorcerer and wizard spells. Can I not? I don't think I can cast it then. So the way limited wish works, limited wish is a seventh level spell. Yes. It can replicate any sorcerer or wizard sixth level spell. Uh-huh. What level is banishment? Well, it's seven for sorcerer and wizard, but it's five for inquisitor because I can also replicate any non-wizard spell. Of five or lower. Right, oh. but I think that only applies to full casters. So you could cast like a cleric spell of fifth level or lower. Well, it's, uh, yeah, okay. It's summoner five, s- cleric oracle six, inquisitor five. What about dismissal? Oh. That's a lower level spell. Is it? Okay. It is. Okay. Sorry, I don't know these spells as well. Yeah. It's- dismissal is only four. And it's a five, five sorcerer wizard. It's not as powerful, but if you can cast it, I can cast that. Read dismissal. The target's one extra planar creature, and then it's the spell forces an extra planar creature back to its proper plane. If it fails, will save the spell. is If the spell is successful, the creature instantly whisks away, but there's a 20% chance of actually sending the subject to a plane other than its own. Okay. Yes, I would allow that with a limited wish, of course. That's totally fair use of limited wish. I am going to use my... Uh, I'm going to swift action, point of mythic focus, in order to cast this limited wish. It means that I'm not going to be using a slot, but that's not even why I'm doing this. The reason I'm doing this is because with Arcane Surge, which is what I'm using uh, as the swift action, it does say non-mythics saves, roll twice and take the lower, and I roll twice and take the higher versus spell resistance. So <gasps> I'm hoping this thing's non-mythic and only a Divian's mythic. So this is going to be expensive, but it'll help, hopefully. If you can take him off the board, that's going to be so huge because mm-hmm. this guy is just going to continue shredding our front lighters and working his way to the back. The range okay. on this thing is massive. So I would cast this and um, how would I calculate its will save, the will save on this? Would it be like a level five spell of my own? Does... That's interesting. Um, does your wish have a save associated with it? Uh, let me see. I would say you use your limited wishes save. Uh, no, there's none C-Tex. Okay, then yeah, then I would say it's it's the same save as a level five spell for you. Okay, so... Wait a second. A duplicated spell allows saving throws and spell resistance as normal, but the save DC is for a seventh level spell. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. I missed yeah. that. Thanks. It's it's like the last line. 
Okay, okay, so it's I... Same as any of your other 7th level spells. Yep, so That's I... That's why I was thinking, that. like, it, like, wish should come with... Or limited wish should come with a DC on it. Yeah. All right, so I got an 11 on the die, plus 21 for spell resistance. You literally just get it. Yeah, I know. I rolled two, <laughs> and I rolled real low for that. Um, oh, I was, my gosh. That was bad. And now you roll twice and take the lower for your will save. Okay. Here. You don't have a swift action to boost this or anything, right? Uh, no, I just used a Swifty. Okay. To make you roll twice and take the lower. <laughs> that's the best I got. That's still, that's still something. Okay. Uh, an eight would go to a 30. Yeah, you, you make it with 28 is the... Yeah. Oh. Could you have used Uska's uh, roll twice, take the better? Oh, no, because it's... No. It's oh, not it's me okay. rolling. Yeah. Right, that was the worst one, was an eight. Eight and 11. Damn. Good try, though. That sucks. Okay, well, I've, I have done that as uh, my Swift. My game plan here is uh, was to do something like that as a swift and then to to cast heart of the mammoth walk over and cast heart of the mammoth on a Wait, how are you how are you casting a spell as a swift action the mythic says as a swift action you can expend one use of mythic power to cast so it's that's the arcane surge it's just like a sudden attack yeah i don't know about that i think it's that you can cast a spell without losing using a slot it's not that you cast the spell with a swift action the swift action is allowing you to cast it without using a slot. Is that the same as your ability, Emily? No, mine is different because it, it's not a swift action. Mine, yeah, mine is. You're using the swift action to remove the spell slot requirement from casting the spell. It it, it never allows you to even even um, okay. e- even the broken um, amazing initiative doesn't let you cast two spells in a round. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Like, there's nothing in Mythic until you're, like, a 10th rank Mythic that lets you cast two spells in a round. Okay. Okay. So you cast that without using a slot is what happened. Plus all of the yeah, other and, benefits. Yeah, and the main reason why I did it is for the other benefits, yeah. realistically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, so I can, though, still use the Quick and Mad Magic Rod to cast six level or lower. Yes, you can absolutely do that. So instead of doing the Heart of Mammoth stuff, what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually attempt to cast Chain Lightning on Adivian, but um, now this is not an action because it's just part of me casting a spell, which is whenever I cast a spell, I'm going to change that from Lightning to Acid on Adivian. Okay. That one, I did check the ability, so I've used a shit ton of mythic power. So, roll me a spell resistance. Yep, I will, and this is a very important spell resistance. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to mark all my abilities off, alright? I have to get a Four or higher, I believe. And I got a 19. All right, you're good. Okay, so now I need a reflex save from a Divian. And I guess, uh, yeah, I don't have enough space to actually get the other one. Whether it matters or not, it doesn't. It's a 38. Yeah, so that's going to be successful. So you only take half damage, but it's uh, damage. Damage is damage. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and so I don't know if I rolled great. Oh, Take 20 damage here as half. We can do that. Yeah, yeah. Half is uh, 20. Wow. Okay, perfect. Oh, cuts through. We'll take it. It does cut through. That's fantastic. Great. You've more than doubled the damage we put on this guy. 
good. <laughs> We're not good, but We're okay. Good. <laughs> Eclipse. I think uh, it's worth it to get up there. What do yeah. you guys think? Yeah, 100%. Cool. Well, so Eclipse, with her new speed from being mythic, can actually charge and reach him. Okay. Um, I think anywhere you charge, you're going to get an AOO. Yeah. Um, so that will happen. Yep. I, I, I was expecting it. <laughs> okay. It's not great. That's a 41. Will hit. Okay. 41 hits. That's going to be 37 damage. Uh, Eclipse, you find yourself stopped no. just outside the aura. You can go ahead and make a Knowledge Arcana check if you want. This will be pretty easy for you now that you've felt the effect. I hope it's really easy. Because I oh. rolled a 6 on that plus 15. 21. Hope that's real easy. <laughs> it's, it's not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were better at stuff. Well, I only rolled a six on the die. Yeah. Perhaps others who have observed what just happened might be able to yes, roll soon. Yes, others may be able to roll soon. Eclipse, you find yourself stuck on the outside of that barrier. And I can't come in? No. All right. So then uh, instead of the swift action I want to do, which was charge, hit him, swift action, hit him with sudden attack, I am now going to swift action, put up a mind barrier. Okay. <laughs> Sounds great. Uska. Oh, I almost forgot. Uska can cast her divine spells at a range of 30 feet. Air Bear is 25 feet from her. So she doesn't have to move up to uh, closer to any enemies to pump Air Bear full of a heal. But before she decides how she wants to cast this, I think... Uska would have a general idea of Air Bear's maximum hit points, roughly. How many hit points do you have? Uh, you're looking for the maximum? Yeah, or... like, are you over 150, or are you more, like, in the 200s? Yes, I am over 150, less than 200. I think that's a fair assessment. That's fine, yeah. Okay. All right. Between 150 and 200, if you... <laughs> to word it differently... At the beginning of Uska's turn, Air Bear is going to heal five hit points because of that lifelink. She is going to, let me see if this is a, what kind of action it is to cast the spell at the mythic level. All right, it looks like it does not cost anything to cast it at the higher level as, or at mythic as long as you learned the mythic version of the spell. Yeah, as long as you prepared a mythic spell, which costs no different than preparing this spell. Yeah, so she would she would do that. So uh, Uska expends, a, uh, expends the mythic, so this is going to be 225 points of healing from range, and if you have any uh, other detriments, like, it could help out with that too. What about being prone? Doesn't help that. Can't so get you out of that up. one. Stay up, pick up your swords. Uh, And then Uska does have the Rod of Abrupt Hexes. So she is going to give Air Bear protective luck as a 
swift action. Okay. Igmer. All right. In the start of his turn, he is going to take a five-foot step closer to Sawyer, use a swift action to allow all of his allies within 30 feet to make another move action. And if Sawyer does uh, decide to do that, he is going to... Oh, tits. He's going to bodyguard that so you could do that. I know. Oh, the hit point. Igmar's going to die. Didn't Igmar use an immediate last time? I think he did for the surge. Yep, he used the surge. So you can't use a swift. Yeah, he used the surge to not be stunned by the tail. There's a lot to keep track of. This? (laughs) Yes, there is. You could full withdraw, but uh, you're still going to get an AOL. You could also do total defense, which I think boosts your AC. I guess I should have given Ikmer the protective luck. Sorry. Who has it? I thought you gave it to Ikmer. Bear. I put it on Air Bear. I should have put it on Ikmer, though. And they're, they're both within 30 feet, so I could have done it. That's, so I'm that, sorry. That's n- no, 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 no. How, don't be sorry. I feel like Ikmer needs to be a bog up there. He... I am... I'm thinking that he uses the helm of the Mammoth Lord to become Mammoth once per day and char- take the AOO to charge toward a Divian, knowing that there is definitely this spell around. He gets stopped. But he will still be a bug. Well, if you... If you have a good idea that you'll be stopped, do you want to just move up instead of charging so you don't If I become lower? Mammoth, I will at least get a couple more hit points. Okay. Okay, how big's the Mammoth? A Mammoth is huge. And then he is going to move up, taking the AOO as necessary. All right, here it comes. Dude, but when you're huge, I mean, your movement might be stopped but you might be able to reach in and hit a Divian because oh. you got 15 feet of reach. It is 44, which probably won't do it. Although I don't know what happens to your armor when you're a mammoth. And if you're charging, you got that penalty. Mm-hmm. Oh, did, did I say charge? I didn't mean the. I wouldn't necessarily need to. Oh, you're just moving up. Yeah, he's got 40 feet. A, a mammoth has 40 feet. It, it, it is this the spell beast shape. Okay, so did that change your AC? With the spell on? Yes, it did. So what's your AC? Quite lower, but my con will change slightly, which is the more important part. So what's your AC so that we can know oh, if it's uh, hit? 28. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's going to be 39 points of damage. Okay. With the plus two to con, I do not go down. Okay. That's awesome. You attempt to attack. Uh, you cannot pass through this barrier. Okay. Lyra, you're up. Lyra wants to remove uh, this summoned creature from... She can't send it back to its plane, but she can try to remove the Deathless so that it actually dies. It's going to be a really tough save, but it's possible. Okay. So 
Lyra has the Eldritch Breach, a uh, supernatural ability from uh, the Mythic Path. So she gets to roll twice and take the better when dispelling or overcoming spell resistance, which dispel magic doesn't have spell resistance. But Lyra also has the Mythic version of dispel magic, which will allow her to heal a little bit if she is able to dispel and she can she's going to target so you, you can end two spells instead of just one and because dispel magic is a third level spell Lyra has the quickened meta magic rod lesser so she can use a use of that to cast this quickened you can cast a quickened as long as none of those other things you're doing are a swift action they are I don't believe they are because she is just casting the mythic version of the spell mm-hmm. and the Eldritch Breach is just an ability she has. So it's not a additional... Right. It's not a yep. not a swift action to activate or anything. Yes. Cool. Oh, uh, I have to roll so high for this. Can you use Uska's roll twice? Use it better. Lyra already used that. She is rolling twice and taking the better. Okay. I don't know if I can... Stack this with the... Oh, the Matume one's probably over anyway. I re-upped it on my turn. Yeah. Can I... You can't oh, that's stack not going to stack, yeah. yeah. But still, rolling twice, taking the better. You could stack, like, if Uska has an immediate action to give you a bonus or whatever, you could stack that. Like, if she can give you the plus four or whatever. Oh. Let me roll this. And then I will will decide to to use that. All right, I'm really glad I got to roll twice and take the better because one of those is a 19. So let me calculate this out. That's going to be 15 plus 19. Yes. Yeah, so a 24. 34. Yeah. Geez. Sorry. Thank you. 34. <laughs> 34. <laughs> I don't know if Mythic, if he has something that makes it even harder than it would be typically to dispel. We really need this guy gone. So Uska, who used a swift action on her turn, but she can still use her immediate for the next turn, is going to boost that up to a... She'll use three to boost it up to a... We were at a 34, so a... 37. Okay. With a 37. You needed a 34. Take it. Hell yeah. Fuck that demon. The demon disappears. Oh, thank goodness. The amount of stress that I've been under that demon. All right. So that was a swift action for Lyra. So she's not, she's not done yet. If only I hadn't used my immediate. I would have counterspelled the fuck out of you right there. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. She still has a standard action. Saw is currently paralyzed. Yes. Normally, a freedom of movement spell is a touch, but Lyra can cast divine touch spells at range. So... Sawyer is getting a freedom of movement. Back in the game, baby. And then Lyra is... Really, I don't want her to take additional damage from a line effect. So as her movement, she moves 
15 feet just to spread out the party a little bit more. Actually, let's... She's going to go even a little further. She's 25 feet out around to the side just so that she's not quite as a prime target for a line effect. Okay. And that will be her turn. Steve, I need you to roll me a d6. Yeah, I can do that. That'll be a five. Because I was unable to use a swift action this round in using an immediate action last round, you see the arcane energy swell within a Divian as he takes 100 points of damage. <gasps> whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Where, where, where did this come from again? This I know, is I know soul lash. I need to use a swift action every turn. Oh. Soul lash, or else I take a d6 times my hit dice in yeah. damage. So, so, oh. Yeah, those, that's what those line attacks were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's done far more damage to himself than, he's, <laughs> than we've done to yeah. him. Um, that's our strategy. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and expend two points of mythic to use a mythic disintegrate where I split the ray between Ikmer and Eclipse. This is a fortitude save. I don't have any Swifties to make it any better. But I have not used my roll twice and take it better yet as Eclipse. So Ah. I will be doing that. I haven't either, but that does not mean that this does not permanently kill. Oh, even if you do save? I I think if he saves, he's probably going to be fine. That goes down, for, unless there's some sort of like damage bonus, because that disintegrate comes down kind of low. It comes down really low. It's not even half. It's Oh, okay. And with the double con before you actually perma-die, you might be okay. I got oh. a natural 19 and a natural 2. Thank you for the roll twice and take the better. <laughs> I'm going to use an immediate action. Oh, no, I can't. I can't use an immediate action because I just couldn't use the swift. Okay. Igmer, what do you got? An 11 and a natural 20. Oh. Nice. But any da- uh, any damage <laughs> is definitely going to take it out. <laughs> yep. So you still both take damage from the mythic. Yep. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. boy. Oh, boy. This actually. Yeah, the mythic. Could, I don't know what Mythic does to oh disintegrate. Boy. It's probably really, really, really bad. Yep, yep, I think. Oh boy. Oh boy. So I believe that it ups the hit, the type of uh, damage, or it ups like the amount that you do. Let me see, I've got it. Uh, yeah, so the damage dealt increases to 3d6 per caster level, plus 1d4 of constitution damage, and a creature succeeds at the same throw, it takes, if it succeeds at the same throw, though, it takes 5d8 points of damage plus 1 point of constitution damage. All right, so you I each have, take oh boy. Uh, 15 points of damage. And then we take con damage? Yep, and then you each take con damage. And then I am going to use my little time stutter. Time stutter? No. And I'm going to cast wish. And what I wish for is that you both have to re-roll that save. Using one die. Okay, but does the god that you pray to to get that allow that? Absolutely. Okay, well, you know, checks out. (laughs) All right. Which I looked up as a reasonable use of wish. It is a reasonable use of wish. Yeah, that's a great use, actually. What? what? Okay, so. That was a really good one that it was cocked on. All right. Uh, Well, I rolled a 16. 
if if you have if you haven't rolled a Matumbe one, might be able to get a. That'll be a forty-three. Well, for me. His, fine, his yeah. wish was yeah, to use no one die. Yeah, yeah, one die. Yeah, yeah. So even my tenacious ability ah, just would not apply I here. I see. With a six on the die, that will be a twenty-seven for Ikmer. Okay. What's Eclipse's go to? Forty-three. Okay, Eclipse, you're still good. Uh, Ikmer, you take. 220 points of damage and are reduced to ash. Absolutely. Uh, he was at negative one already. Well, this doesn't, you know, this precludes that from happening. Um, then with that, he would have totaled out to negative 115. <laughs> I don't think I can breath. Well, and this is probably a death effect too. So, breath of life so, won't even work. This is not a death effect. Oh shoot! All right, let's rewrite but, our yeah, backstory. You can't, you can't, breath, of, you can't yeah. breath effect when there's. You guys can obviously true, true resurrection him at some point if you win this fight. But uh, yeah, let's he's rewrite out of the all the fight logs and get <laughs> Yeah, uh, Eclipse, you just take the same thing. So I got it. Thank you. Um. That's his turn. Sawyer screams in rage as his pack leader dissipates like the end of fucking Infinity War. Durin, you're up. Okay, Durin is pretty far away from this guy and needs to just dump bombs into him. So I think I have a plan for how I actually want this to work. Durin's very smart. Matumba's very smart. Dern is going to delay his turn until after Matumbe goes. <laughs> okay, Matumbe. Matumbe is going to spend a swift action to do the same thing again, where I have to, your people can take a, a second roll there. That is my, let me check. Six out of seven, mythic power of the day. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hey, I said, it, them up. I said at the beginning of this combat that I got I got four rounds of this. That's this is round three. So Tumi does that. He's seen what's been going on with this aura. Was that a spellcraft or a knowledge arcana to find out? Uh, that was a knowledge arcana. Great, because I got a good knowledge arcana. That is going to be. Fifty five. Fifty five. Uh, that's an anti life shell. Okay. Uh, no living creature can enter it. Attacks from living creatures can't bypass it unless they are ranged or using a reach weapon. Okay. So, like, your melee attack with a sword won't work. Your bite attack won't work. But if you were using a spear and you had 15 feet of reach with the spear, you could get in there. Yeah. Yep, yep. Same with natural attacks. Same way. Yep. Oh, and by the way, delayed. Disintegrate. Just for the for the uh, rules lawyers among us to... I'm waiting for the backlash of how'd you do that while your uh, time stopped? It's because the time stutter is one round of time stop, so I know when it ends, and I can apply meta magic to any of my spells mm. as a mythic ability. Yeah, that's why. Shut up, nerds! <laughs> uh, Shut up, nerds! <laughs> All right, so Matumbe does the swift action. Everybody's potential reroll has been reset, and then he's going to shout to the rest of the crew. 
He has a shell of anti-life around him. That is why we cannot strike him. If that comes down, we can get up in his business. However, until then, there's not much we can do except from range. And then this is kind of tough because of that. He doesn't... I'm going to ready a Consecrate. If he moves into an area that's not <laughs> consecrated, I'm just going to fucking blast him with another consecrate. I like it. I like it. Uh, <laughs> All right. So he readies a consecrate. It's It would be Durin's turn then. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Durin's turn. Durin needs to throw bombs at this guy. He's very far away to do so. So I think I need to close the gap, but I want to throw as many bombs as possible. So what Durin is going to do is several episodes ago... Some folks here may remember that I drank a extract of delayed consumption using universal formula. Delayed consumption has a duration of one day per level. So that was less than 15 days ago. Okay. So as an immediate action, he face steps closer. All right. That does preclude you from using the swift to get the extra bomb, but... Yep, but at least... I'll have a way better shot of hitting him. So Durin basically is frontlining next to Eclipse right on the edge of this anti-life shell. Uh, wait, I changed my mind. I'm going to go back a little bit. Oh, back up a little bit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just 20. Make sure that I'm within 20 feet. That's 25. So he's right next to Eclipse. He basically like cracks his neck and something releases in his body and he just blinks next to Eclipse and the seething... I was about to say corpse of... Ikmer, but no, that's just a pile of ashes. Well, it's and like a pile of ashes, but with huge Ikmer's gear. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, it doesn't affect his gear, so like... And, and the, line, the one cloth collapses like a tent. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and some ivory. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Alright, and then he unleashes his full uh, round of bomb attacks against Adivian Adjusant. Okay. First one. 18 off the die that is in the 40s for Double touch. Hits. I yes. learned my lesson. I'm not going to step away. Okay. 42 points of good damage, and I'm going to need the... Actually, I don't think any save right there, because, yeah, you're undead and not big enough. So 42 points of good damage. Mm-hmm. Then, second bomb. 18 on the die. That, again, is in the 40s. Yep. Low 40s, but it's there. So that's going to be 41 more points of good damage. As he is throwing these bombs virtually point blank into the gaping maw of this horrible, lich, disgusting creature. And he's got one more to go. Ooh, 15 on the die. I uh, it, I know something close to this didn't hit, but it's a little higher than the one that didn't. That is going to be a 34 against touch. Does not hit. Okay. 34 does not hit, but his others did. And I'll take... At like 80 points of damage that I just put out. So, hell yeah. Sounds good. It's almost as much damage as he dealt himself. <laughs> Air Bear. All right. He needs to use a move action to pick up his swords and stand up. And then, if he can, use a swift action to move as close as. Well, I guess that wouldn't necessarily make. A ton of sense. He's got 50 feet of movement, but this barrier is life barrier thing around a Divian is still up. So he 
We'll move up as close as he can, waiting for this barrier to drop. Sounds good. Next in the order is Sawyer. Again, he he's gonna take it. Let's oh, yeah. take a quick timeout. We gotta be quick, Steve. Yes. Oh, we're recording. I, I'm sorry, I didn't realize. Well, I suspect I know the answer to this question, but this shell, circle or spherical? Oh yeah, it's a sphere. Okay, yeah. I was wondering if I couldn't cheese over it. <laughs> right, right now, it's just a hemisphere because it's on the ground. So tunnel under. <laughs> you'll, you'll be met with an anti-life shell on the ground. Digging. Oh, digs graves for a living. Yeah, but two big comes digs a trench around the anti-life shell. So the problem is, yes, Sawyer is large, but he can't get through this anti-life shell. I think I know what I want to do, but I just want to call out one thing that I don't want to do. I thought about taking using Scorching Ray against him, but the effective caster level on my sheet says one. So uh, it's very low. From so the- it's not <laughs> happening. Sawyer is going to delay because we got a couple casters coming up, and I don't know if one of them is going to try and take down this. Yeah, shell. There's nothing you can do. Let me know when you want to act. Yeah, Tulia. All right, so really quick, with my rule, like, this doesn't end up affecting anything. It would have if, like, he actually failed his will save. But with my confusion on the ability where I just, like, I read it wrong, I didn't, in that confusion, I didn't realize I used two swift actions last time. So I'm expending the use of my limited wish, which I didn't previously. So I'm just marking that off. But now I'm back in it, and I know what the hell I'm talking about, hopefully. And now you never get a swift action again. No! You abused your swift action privileges. Shame on you. Use it, you lose it. Uh. Use two, you lose them forever. <laughs> For the rest of this campaign, no swift actions. <laughs> That'd be a real shame. Well, so here's the thing is, I do believe that this is probably the right call, which is I can cast another chain lightning and I can still reach him and do some damage. And then I can swift action, quick amount of magic rod, the chain lightning, I think. Okay. So two reflex saves. Do it. Well, spell resistance twice. And then... Well, JK, the second one would have to be a lightning arc. But yes. Sorry, I don't know what a lightning arc is. <laughs> sounds sounds like a baby chain lightning. <laughs> sounds like a 2E thing. <laughs> yeah, um, and so then it's going to be two reflex saves. It's going to be two spellcraft checks first. Spell yes, resistance. Spell resistance checks. And no I'm... spellcraft. We're doing craft now. Good. That's way better. Well, the spellcraft DC is DC 60, so. <laughs> uh, Davian spent some mythic power. And, and I'm, also, your own skills checks. <laughs> I'm also using two points. Of, I'm almost out of mythic power. I'm using, about to snort some mythic powder here. <laughs> using, uh, I'm using two points of mythic power to convert these away from lightning, right? Just, to acid. Sure. All right. So first, first uh, spell resistance. It's above a four. Second spell resistance. Also above a four. So we're good. Neither of those come back at me. Reflex save. Okay. First reflex save is a 31. Succeeds. Second reflex save is a 44. Succeeds. I didn't think you'd fail on any of them. I got saves like Matumbe, baby. He was surrounded by 10 of his best friends. (laughs) So that, I'm going to roll 15d6 for the first one, and then the second one is also 15d6. So that was, the first one was 54 points of damage. You're going to cut that in half. Great roll. And it's going to be acid. And then the second one is also 
48 points, and then you're going to cut that one in half. And so now I've expended both of those spell slots and one more use of my uh, Quick and Meta Magic Rod. On top of that, Tulia is going to use all 30 feet of her movement to move 30 feet closer. Okay. And that's, uh, that is her turn. It's Eclipse's turn. Mm-hmm. What's Eclipse doing? Eclipse can't get through the stupid freaking field. Um, yeah, it's a real field day I'm having. So Eclipse, much, much worse at spell penetration type of things. But I gotta try, so mm-hmm. I might be taking the damage back of myself. Can you throw your axe in? No, <laughs> it's too big. Not unless you want to drop it for fucking five rounds. So like I was it. considering doing, and this was, was this was my plan. My plan was to cast uh, returning weapon communal and then swift action, sudden attack and throw it. But like, I can't do any of that because that's melee. And also it does, I can't, it's not a thrown weapon. So with that in mind, Eclipse needs to cast a spell, probably needs to be high um, to try and do some damage. Yep. This could be really dangerous because if it comes back on her, this would this would be really bad. Uh, the good news is it's pyrotechnic eruption, which maybe has the opportunity to really hurt me for a very long time or really hurt him for a very long time because this lasts many times. So, <sighs> gonna cast a level check. I really wish I had any. Matumbe did. Yeah, Matumbe. So you can okay, roll. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> or roll your far. How, you're, way fir- you're way further than 30 oh. feet from yeah. Yeah. No, you didn't. Yeah, because you're start- you started yeah. this. But, I can't, but I haven't used anything, so I could use my surge if I needed it. Okay. Surge, yes, yep. me now. All right. Yeah. So here I am, <laughs> really hoping for a high roll here. I need to use Surge. And I am within a range where I definitely could get it because that was a, a nine. Which goes to? 23. Oh, it was high. It's a 25. I wrote oh, it down. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. So I need I to get thinking two on was... this. Got six. There it is. <laughs> there yes. It is. Okay. So this is not um, the best in the world, but it, it, I do need a reflex save, and it's going to be 14 d6 of fire damage. I didn't hear that as an immunity. So 42 reflex. Yeah, you succeed. Figured you would. So you're going to take half of this, which is fi- half of 56. So a really good roll there. Okay, and now uh, you are surrounded by this, and every round you're going to take half of that damage and t- make a new reflex save. It'll like the, the the D6 will go down every round and you'll take that. Alright, cool. Uska. Uska is not as good at dispelling magic as Lyra is, but she is good with positive energy. She really wants to take a Divian down. She just watched Ikmer get turned into a pile of dust. She moves up flying flying up 25 uh, more like 30 feet uh, to get closer to closer to Adivian. she already she used an immediate action before so she cannot she cannot use a swift action but she can still cast cure moderate wounds mass and she is going to uh, target around Adivian, eclipse durin and air bear they are all within 30 feet of each other. All right. My will save is 41. So you des- definitely succeed. So you're going to take half. And everyone that decides to accept this will take full. Bear Bear is at full. So is Darren. 
Those ashes are really good to soak it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it might build a, a bit of Vicmer, but... They just blow away. Yeah. <laughs> All we are is dust in the wind. The, the, the burst creates creates a much, a much harder ability for you guys to pick up. That's what I'm, I'm going to replace your epilogue with. I'm just going to play dust in the wind. <laughs> Dust in the wind. That is 22 points of damage, so 11 positive energy if he, since he succeeded. Okay. Damage is damage. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lyra. All right. Lyra is the one with the better. She has not used an immediate action, so she moves up 35 feet because of her boots. And then... She is going to cast a quickened mythic dispel magic. So this has the ability to end two spells affecting the target instead of one. Okay. So you're targeting the anti-life shell though, right? That's the main one you're targeting? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So when used as a targeted dispel, the spell can end two spells affecting the target. I guess I don't know specifically of other spells affecting him, though, to target. I think it just it would target the next, the next highest level highest. spell. Okay. You're targeting this spell. Yes. Right? So yes, this is the is. most important thing. That is 100% what she is wanting to target here. She gets to roll twice and take the better, since this is a dispel. No spell resistance. There's no way this is going to work. I rolled a one and a six, so the six mm. only goes up to a 21. So there's there's nothing I can do to boost that. But this was only her swift action. She has to try to cast it again. We need to bring this down. So she tries to cast the targeted Dispel Magic again, Mythic. Um, she still gets to roll twice on this. One of them is a natural 20. So that goes up yes! to a a 37, which is like basically what we need here. The aura around a Divian drops. Oh my God. Sawyer would like to take his turn. <laughs> Lyra, do you say anything as you dispel this? Yes. Lyra is staring down a Divian, and she is still fairly far away. She calls out to him. You underestimate the power of having allies. Together, we are strong. Alone, we cannot defeat you, but you are weak against all of us. All right. What the tiger doing? There's only one place that I can go for a successful pounce, and it is through the ashes. <laughs> Of the Prince of Wolves. It'll be hard to pick up. The pounce is on. I will save my sudden attack swift action for if he is still standing after all of these. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll roll actual dice here. And okay. See what's going on here. Okay. Crit threat 19 on the die. Okay, I use my immediate action. Good. <gasps> Two. <gasps> to get the hell out of here, of course. What I suspected, yeah. But that's his immediate action. Yeah, he can't do his fucking last mm-hmm. shit. And because you declared the pounce, 
That is your turn. That is correct. It is a Divian's turn. Shoot. Now let me just see if this happens at the start or end of its turn. That could be very critical here. Yeah. All right. So I believe it happens at the end of his turn because it's if he does not take this action on his turn. And so here's what's going to happen. I'm going to use a mythic chain lightning, which only requires that any two of you cannot be more like, so the next target cannot be more than 30 feet. Mm -hmm. This will affect everyone. I need reflex saves across the board. Tulio's going to use great power, greater expense. And Air Bear has not used Matumbe's role. Neither of any of my characters, so that's still on the board. Okay. And with a 15 on the die, I I think I'm going to keep it and going to total out to a 36. Meets beats. Oh, boy. Julia got a 37, so that's good. I, I don't think, I don't know if there's a way Eclipse beats this. I, I rolled two threes, so both of my characters are going to use that re-roll ability. Mm-hmm. I have to be within 30 feet of Matumbe, huh? When he, oh, is that when he casted it, or is that now? That was when I casted it. When he it. casted it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Durin Eclipse is does not make it. If you have any it. cards, you could use them. This might be the last opportunity to use them. Uh, epilogue, hero card. <laughs> hero card, I changed my fate. <laughs> Make me a king. All right. So, uh, none of my characters would succeed with a 31, 35, 32. Unfortunately, I did not use the Matumbe thing yet, which I shouldn't be able to use if I know the result of the the check. That, or, well, I, well, hold on. Let me double check. I mean, like, I let that slip. I feel like you're allowed to All right. use it. The problem, too, is that those were all competent roles like they were all in the teens holy fucking shit 2020 19 holy cow base the 19 evasion will be in effect let me make sure let me make sure that that's 36 that is kind of high actually you might not make it with a 19 i'm doing the same thing with lyra because she's not making it either with a 19 so i'm double checking some stuff have you used your immediate? <gasps> she has not. So let me surge, surge, surge. You won't be able to swift uh, yeah, next day, but yeah, I think that's. <laughs> she won't be able to. Well, she doesn't need to uh, dispel magic. Hopefully, nope. so she mm-hmm. is going to. This is going to be tough, but she's going to surge. There, eclipse failed. There's no way around it. So, Matumbe misses by one. I will not be using a surge. Instead, I will be using. My weapon stat investigators cap. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't remember what the bonus was, but it's definitely it was at least a one. So that was a, so that would be a success. I was gonna say you don't really have a surge, do you? You might have one. I th- I, I have one left. I do. I have one. Lyra surges and I get a five, so that's a thirty-seven. Wow! Oh. Oh, and, right. and we we are excited about just taking half. We got all our rolls. Yeah. Yeah, so yes. Uska definitely fails. Alright. Those that fail take 94 points of damage. Those that succeed take 47 damage. And this is electricity? Yes. It is electricity. My boys are still up. 
All right, who wants to roll the very important D6? I did the last one, so I'm taking my name out of the running. I think Emily negated the uh, the aura. Yeah. Oh, you hate him oh, so much. She does. Lyra hates him so much. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the my HLP die for this. Four. With 35 hit points left. <laughs> the arcane energy that is formed around Gallows Spire erupts within a Divian and he shatters to the wind, <gasps> dissipating and dying. Oh my god. And the electricity storm around Gallows Spire subsides. And you hear a cheer rise up from below the tower as many of the undead have collapsed or fled to their old tombs. You did it. Finish your drinks. We'll see you one more time. Oh my God. I knew it. Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Inc. and used with permission.